time it is it is podcast time we are back after two weeks off because of my technical difficulties we're here patrick allen how are we doing i'm doing great i feel like we've said so many things to each other that no one will ever we've had a lot of good we had two really solid podcasts done the last one last week was fire and i'm really upset that it's gone um tough is running late he things went long at wrestling he will be here soon um so we are going to get started without him not gonna not gonna hold us up um so let's start we'll go around the league i mean there's no real big news to break down uh right away we're kind of getting in second half of the season right now um these races are starting to heat up for the playoffs a lot of things are going on uh the only real big thing is prue is gone we have a new browns owner yeah you played him how how did he look he he was good pretty pretty sim you know not definitely more fun to play than pruitt um i had Nothing bad to say. I mean, I did compare him to Adam Gase a little bit because I've never seen so many bubble screens in my life. But hey, he runs on, the bubble screens are great. I love running those things. Yeah, no, they're they're good at the time. He runs a lot of RPO, but it's cool. It's a nice change. He doesn't lob the ball deep down the field. I was very happy with the gameplay today. Um, you know, he's going to be a good member here. Hopefully, he's enjoying it. I know he told me he was. Uh, you know, so let's get him up to speed. Um, if he has any questions, I'm sure everyone will help out. Yeah, he, and. Uh, he's- he seems to be enjoying it. You know, he's, he's involved in the chat. When I jump in, I see him there. I always don't know how people are going to react to that that day one. Oh, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the bombardment of questions. Um, he seems to take, take it pretty well. He, he's been having some fun with some guys. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a great addition. Hopefully he starts winning a few games and, you know, makes you enjoy it a little more. Losing's never that much fun. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it definitely helps, too, when you know a couple of people and, like, you come in here, like... When I first joined Red Zone, like, I knew Adele from another league, and, like, we weren't great friends at the time, uh, but it helps when you know those people. I knew Cave from a different league. I knew a couple of guys, so, you know, it does smooth that transition a little bit instead of just jumping in head first and you don't know anyone, uh, so hopefully he sticks around. Um, we are talking about the Browns, so let's start with the AFC North. Uh, this... We're going to meet him this weekend because we're making him come drive over to Indy, so. He's I mean, he a... should. He's in Indiana, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he, he might as well. We'll, we'll, we'll get that worked out. But yeah, let's start with the AFC North. AFC North. So your Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 7-3. and three. You have Andy and the Bengals. They're scratching and clawing to stay alive. They're at 5-5. Five and five. Ravens dropped to 4-6. and six, And then those Browns are sitting at 1-9. and nine. Prue did him no favors before he left. Um, kind of how... I mean, the AFC North, and we talk about this all the time, they're so inconsistent. I guess this is kind of how you see it shaking out. The Steelers seem to be the team that are at least always in the hunt, right? They're, yeah. they're like, always there. 
I think they've shown that they are the consistent one. Yeah, everyone kind of thought it would be the Ravens. They were the better team person. I mean, who knows if they're the better team? But he seems to have been the consistent one every year. The Ravens were up; they've been down now. The Bengals, I mean, they're consistent too now that they're five and five and not pretending to be good. But yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> kind of the one that's running around the top now, and he's really on a hot streak that I would like to talk about more later. We'll get there. But yeah, no, I mean, it's I. I kind of thought if I really had to pick how it would be, it would probably be the Steelers, Ravens, and the Bengals and Browns kind of mixing it up on the bottom side. So seeing the Ravens at four and six is a little surprising. But yeah, Steelers, yeah. I, th- I think they're just a more consistent team. I, I agree with that. Um, good for Hey, good for Andy, man. He got off to a good start. I think he was like four and two at one point, and now he's five and five. I know he just dropped a game to Spencer. He was hoping to win. Uh yeah, won ten bucks off that game. Yeah, I can't well, believe I was the only person that picked Spencer. Yeah, well, I Andy was playing well. Spencer's cheeks, and you know, I mean, they're just both so inconsistent. It's hard to put a pin in it. Uh, I guess Spencer being here longer should have gave him the edge and the nod, just because he's played in these leagues longer. I guess, like, if you want to split hairs that way. But you know, Andy's having a good year, and I like what he does with Mixon. He uses him really well. So I thought he could edge it out, but he did not. Um, and here we are. But he's at five and five. He's at, he's having to. Hey, this for him. This is a good year. It's a lot better than that two win season. Hopefully, he can finish the year around eight wins and be at like that eight and eight mark. I think that's a big step forward for him. Uh, yeah, he needs to rattle off a few here because the the playoff race is going to get tight. And with two teams right now lined up to go from the south, he he has to really, you know, the the Chargers are five and five also, and they get the Dolphins at six and four, which is his competition. He really has to try to rattle off some wins to get that seven seed if that's what he's you know if he wants his chance yeah i mean he he has to he has to turn it on in that second half but you know six games left it's not over for him he's still very much alive he's still very much in it we'll see what he can do down the stretch ravens being at four and six again kind of surprising the the offense just hasn't been there the defense is struggling like it's just not a good football team right now i know he doesn't have lamar for two games i believe he's through that two game stretch if i'm correct is it going to help him i mean even when it's, I mean, it's come on, it's better than Winston. Seven touchdowns, 20 interceptions. I mean, yeah, I mean, Winston has two touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's throwing the picks with everyone. But it's just, what, he gets suspended for not running the ball? Or was it? Yeah, I believe he, he had like 13 carries one game. Uh, I just, when you're throwing picks like that and your passing offense isn't anything great, I mean. But he, he has good running backs running on the, the roster. He has nine touchdowns with Carrion Johnson, like. Carrion's having a good year. Yeah, like, how are you not meeting carries in games when, like, you should see that Lamar Jackson isn't what's winning you games at the moment, but... But if the defense defense gets lit up early, you're down, that pressure kind of gets to you and you want to start throwing the ball around the yard. I get it. Uh, Do you get it? When was the last time you were down? Do you really get it? I've been... I was down to Aston two weeks ago. I was only down much? like ten to three. It was three. a twenty to seventeen game. I mean, how much could you be down by? I was down by six. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to rein it in a little bit too because this his defense was playing well. Uh, I mean, look, it's it, he had his window. I think I think that that he's going to be a mediocre team the rest of this cycle. Uh, again, it comes down to the GM work. It's just so. The, the decisions that are made are, are not the way most people would do things, and that's fine. I know IGM the way most people wouldn't do things either. But it's just like, 
you have a great tight end and then you go draft that other tight end and then trade your good tight like why wouldn't you just take a different position you're picking fairly early in the draft or mid mid round of the draft whenever it was like there's other really good players there that could have been taken that would have helped this team more and you could have kept Andrews if it's a three plus one thing sure I get it but how much is you know just drafting a replacement player really moving the team forward it doesn't right it's setting you back especially in the first round you know if you hit on a guy in like the second or third that ends up being really good and you can plug in dev or whatever the case is that that's what's going to move your team forward in the first round you need to hit and bring in a brand new player not a replacement guy so i mean it's things like that i think just set him back sure the interceptions have been atrocious decision making hasn't been good uh i play him next week so i'll I'll finally get a taste we have not played each other yet this cycle um so i'm I'm looking forward to that yeah i mean per daddy leagues right now he has four thousand two hundred ninety one million dollars in um salary cap free so i mean he probably could go sign every free agent in the league yeah that sounds accurate (laughs) <laughs> such a such a malfunction on here right now yeah um but yeah i mean you have to you get especially with how you can dev rookies like your first round guys have to be starters they have to be getting on the field because if you're if you're missing that first year and you don't have a chance at maybe a rookie of the year award or you don't get some of that early dev it's just it, the setback is insane and it's it's hard Unless you're a very good user, like you've done, in, like you've done in some other years, to build through free agency and keep a team alive by spending money. Like you need to bring in guys that are young to open up some caps sometimes to be able to fill holes and weaknesses. And if you're bringing in guys with first round picks and not playing them, you're really just setting your team back. Well, 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 he played him, but he traded Andrews to play him, so he takes the tight end, who's a great tight. The, the kid is awesome. I, his name is escaping me. His his uh, young tight end, uh, his name is escaping me. But he play, plays him, but he traded Andrews. So like you have Andrews, who's a fantastic tight end, one of the better tight ends in the league, at least to start out of the box. So now you trade that piece away and you take the rookie. So it's well, like just, you dug look, your own hole to fill it, and you didn't fill any of the other holes on the team. Just, I, I just think that's look, a problem. Look what happens with that trade. Because Mark Andrews goes over to the Titans, which I'm not happy about. But now the Titans, like, it clearly filled the hole. I mean, Derrick Henry's been healthy all year and he's great. But him having this tight end that he can go to when he needs to, and he does, has made this Titans offense way better than they were last season. And the Ravens are way worse. than. Like, it's hard to think that just a tight well, end. Well, he had, he had him last season. Rock had, Rock had Andrews last year. Okay. Yeah. So it was the year before that? It was the year before that, yeah. But in either case, like, it just... And that's just one example of a GM move that yeah. I don't agree with. Like, there, I mean, uh, clearly whatever the, the, no pun intended, the blueprint was in Baltimore, it's not working. Um, so I do think that, that something so needs you, to change and needs to be addressed. When you get worse... When you get worse every year, right. clearly the blueprint isn't working. Right, and and yeah, the passing is a huge problem. Decision making is a problem. But like, what I don't understand is you have the same cast of characters leading the league in picks every year. And like, if it's if it's a shitty quarterback, I understand that's one thing. But a lot of this is on decision making. And like, I say this every week on the podcast. I mean, two of them have been recorded. All right, we got it's it. Not, it's not the quarterback. You put anyone out there, they'll throw the picks. 
it's all about the user, and they have to figure that out for their, themselves. It's not who you have playing quarterback. Right, and we're on the third season now, so it's like, it's the same guys leading the league in interceptions every year, regardless of who their quarterback is. Eventually, you have to realize these throws you're trying to force, they're not there. This is not last year and last cycle. People still don't get that, and that that's a league-wide thing, and I get it. Our interception numbers have gone up as a whole. Uh, because cornerback plays a lot better in secondary play, the, you know, the safeties, linebackers, everyone jumps the ball better. But you have to be more careful with it because I get it, like, last cycle, like, 10 interceptions was good. Now it's kind of, like, creeping up to, like, that 14 numbers. Like, all right, that's still pr a pretty good year. But if you're upwards of 30 interceptions, regardless of, you know, when you add all your quarterbacks up, some guys are topping 40, 50, and, you know, 60 is just mind-numbing. It's like, how are you guys doing this over? And it's every time you throw the ball, you're just forcing it the same way. And it's like, it didn't work the first seven times. Let's try it time number eight. I just don't get it. Yeah, if you're throwing more than a one pick a game, you're not going to be winning games unless you just have some super overpowering offense that can make up for that. You right, know, or your defense is just absolutely next-worldly and can yeah. keep you in games. Like, and... I've, what, I've lost three games. Two of those games I lost, I had to sit Archer. Like he, that, well, Archer stinks. We're talking about good quarterbacks. I mean, Archer's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. So, okay. it's you can't be doing it. And so, yeah, throw 16 in a year, you're throwing average in one a game. That's good right now. That's really not bad. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. But when you're upwards of, tw I would say 20, like two interceptions is, all right, we're in a shitty territory. Anywhere from like that 21 to 16 is like, okay, it's not great and by any means, but it's league, not right? going to kill you. The leader in the league right now, Josh Allen, sitting at 22 right now in week 10. I'm not sure he's played his week, or week 11. I'm not sure he's played his game yet. Yeah, he, he has. So that's through 11 weeks. Yeah. Uh, so he's at 22 now. That's, I mean, it's two a game. They're a little more than that. It's a lot. And, look, just, and look at JP's record. Yeah. He's bottom of the division. It's just... And he's... I mean, JP's been throwing the 25-26 number the past two seasons. But he's had good good numbers with Allen. That's the difference. And that's why he's been kind of close, right? So he's been around like that 9-7 and seven mark. Say he stopped throwing so many picks and he cut those down by 5-10. to 10, That's probably another 2-3 to three wins on his season, honestly. And he's would definitely be a playoff team and be making stronger playoff pushes. Now he's leading the league already. And look at where he is. He's at the bottom of the barrel right now. A lot of times these picks come in scoring situations, like where you have points in those swings. You can see 10, 14-point swings instantly. Mm -hmm. You know, you throw a pick in the red zone where you should be getting a touchdown or at least a field goal, I mean, and they run it back, it's, it's, that's a 14-point swing you're looking at, and that's hard to come back from. Right, and then there's you know? Madden momentum you have to factor in after that, and then your own just mental fortitude after that. You, you threw an interception, you're like, damn, I don't want to go back to that again. What? Apparently, guys do anyway, or or they just start second-guessing themselves, and it, it's just like cascading failure all around. So, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We have talked about it a lot. We're uh, still in the North somehow. Let's, right, let's move yeah. over so, so, as the North sits right now is probably how it's going to finish. The only difference, maybe the Bengals and the Ravens will switch. I could see yeah. BP turning on a little bit in the second half, picking up a few wins, and Andy could drop some. But I kind of like how it sits right now is how it will finish out. I hope it goes the other way. I hope the Bengals stay above. I hope they somehow sneak into the playoffs. No, I'm, I'm rooting for them, 100%. No, I don't want the Ravens to, to turn it up because they probably can't sneak into the playoffs sitting at four wins right now. Probably not. So the he'd Bengals have still to run the, hard He'd to. probably have to yeah. run the table or come damn close. 
Yeah, the Bengals are going to be tough to do it. Also, they'd almost have to run the table or only sure. drop one or two. But I'd, it's a better chance, and I'd like to see that happen because I just like to see the Bengals, you know, get a little shot in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. AFC South, your division, the Titans, just still steamrolling teams, sitting at nine and one. You have your Jaguars sitting at seven and three in second place. The Colts dropping to third place at six and four, and the Texans at four and five, rounding it out. I will let you go first. Your division. Uh, give me your thoughts on this. How everything sits right now. I mean, the Titans are playing great. Um, I play them again soon. The game I played with them the first time was tough. I I threw some picks. I couldn't. Just like we were just talking about. I couldn't pull myself out of it. And I lost. Um, Jaguars play much better now. The real conversation point here is the Colts. Cam Cameron Killings gets the two-week suspension. Jake has... The worst, the worst time for him to get that two-game suspension because he played you and he plays the Titans next week. That yeah, is we, brutal. We absolutely rolled him. Like, it was... And it's not that Eason plays bad. It's just a different game plan. It changes so well, much. And, and Jake's just, he's not mentally in it the same way. Like, he good gamed me a day and a half before when he knew he had the suspension. Yeah. And, you know, he just felt the same. And so now he's going up against the Titans. And then I think he has the Broncos right after that. If he if he ends up at 6-6. Six and six, Right. Uh, even even with, right. So, so he'll have killings back for the Broncos game. But if he walks into Denver at 6-5, and five, like, I don't feel good about that anyway. Yeah. And, you know, I'm playing the Cowboys next week. Let's hope that's a win. And the Colts are kind of getting pushed out unless they can just go on some great run after the Broncos and still slip into that seven seed because they are the favorite to do that right now. I just see them dropping their next two, and I'm not looking at the Bengals or the Chargers or Dolphins' schedules right now to see what how how good they're looking. But it's if he drops these next two, it's going to be real tough. And, I mean, the Titans and the Broncos are both – beatable teams but they're two of the best teams in the AFC right now with the Jets probably being at the top so you know the top three teams I'm sorry I, I missed that one the Jets are probably the best team in the AFC right now okay cool um but if you like yeah they're beatable but he's not beating the Titans without killings if he didn't beat me without killings he's definitely not beating the Titans the Titans defense is way better than mine is and his offense is just as good so you know, he's he's going to lose that. The Broncos are just like the Titans. They're good on both sides of the ball. But he's probably out. So we're probably going to see the Titans and the Jaguars move through. And the Texans are still sitting there at the bottom. You know, I, 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 wanna... I, I think it's a little early to say Jake is out. Even if Jake goes he at to, can get if he goes to six and six, he can still rattle off those last four and finish a 10 and six. He's outside of. The Chargers, he's the right. best. But do, oh, we the, trust, uh, the chi- do we trust the, the Chiefs? Are fall- the Chiefs are falling apart, so Jake's definitely the best user in the race for it and probably is the best team in the race for it. But the Dolphins win games. Like, I see them locking up a spot. And I'd say, yeah, and then so it's up against him, the Chargers, and the Chiefs, I would say. Dolphins are super hit or miss. I will get there, but... Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to, like... Can he survive this little setback? I know he's looking at it like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be six and six. If you can upset one of these next two and, and pull one out, that's awesome. But when Killings gets back, like it's 
it's go time. There's no time to like fiddle around. It's time to put the pedal to the metal and really get after it. I'm not counting him out yet. He's definitely capable of doing it because uh, he plays it, him with killings is so different. He plays so well with him. So it, he's yeah, not out. I don't yet. know. Like, I, I expected a little bit something different from him last night. He almost still didn't get his rushes. He had to run the ball eight times on his on a bullshit drive at the end to get to 15. He had exactly 15 carries, I think. Like he's he's not he wasn't running the ball, but he also wasn't throwing the ball well. I I expected to come out one of two ways. One, he just came out and ran the ball and kind of gave up on the game, but I didn't think he would do that to me again. Or two, he really just threw with reckless abandon and tried to have a shootout with me. And he didn't really do either of those. He kind of played this conservative game and was going three and out and was punching the ball and and you know threw a pick in the red zone and that's when it all kind of fell apart. So I was able to go up like fourteen before half, but and get the ball back. But before that, it was he was just kind of doing this not aggressive gameplay, but also not really running the ball. Like it, it was a confusing because when you have your backup in and you don't really care about the stats. Why not just let it loose and see if maybe you get in a shootout that you can win? You know, it's if he goes and plays the Titans, that that's what I would do. You're not going to beat him otherwise. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he takes it. Uh, as far as division goes, I think the Titans will end up finishing on top. I don't. I know he does have a brutal last like month of the season. is pretty tough for him. Uh, Mine's but- pretty easy outside of playing. I have to play Aston second to last week, and then I have Weed Seed week seventeen, who's been playing very good right now, and we'll get to him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm not going to pick off two games from the Titans unless I beat them Did in you two guys... weeks. And oh, you play again? Okay. Yeah, we play. I play the Cowboys and then I play the Titans. So, if, if I beat them there and then it's just one game I need to play over them, you know, it, it's possible, but I don't know. He'll probably just, you know, just beat it out to win the division. And He's playing really well right now. I'm not going to, you know, anticipate him dropping three of his last six games. Uh, so... We're going to keep him in first place. I think you're pretty safe in the second spot. I can see Jake scratching, clawing, making the playoffs, and the Texans are just, a, you know, the Texans. They're a travesty. GM work is pitiful there. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Moving to the AFC East, you have your New York Jets at 9-1, <coughs> the Miami Dolphins at 6-4, and four, the Patriots at 3-6. and six. I know they are playing uh, shortly. And then the Bills are at 3-7. and seven. Really surprising to see JP down here. And I know we oh and four oh and four in the division. Yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, we talked about it on on the podcast, the Lost Files. That you know we're gone from <laughs> the last lost week. Files. Yeah, that's what I'm calling them. They're the Lost Files. We need to put them together somehow, someday. Yeah, Just no. whatever we can get. No, thank you. Um, he is in a weird spot because his three plus one is brutal. He's gonna have a decent amount of cap space when he goes into free agency, but. He's going to have a lot of holes now, and the roster as currently constructed constructed clearly isn't getting the job done, right? So not only does he need to fill all of the holes he currently has, he's going to have a bunch of new holes coming up. So I think that the Bills are in a bad way. He is another one who had a window super early on, and obviously he did not capitalize on that. I think he's going to be in trouble. He really needs to hit on his draft picks to kind of bail him out here, uh, because I think cap space is going to become an issue as he moves forward. Uh, Patriots... Was hoping for a little bit more after the Wench trade. I know we talked about that too on the Lost Files. I didn't mind the trade. I, I'm never going to condemn a guy for going and upgrading massively at quarterback, uh, regardless of what picks he gave up. 
Sure, he's another one who throws a ton of interceptions, so it probably doesn't matter who his quarterback is. But at the same time, we can't limit guys from going out and making moves. Uh, but he is at three and six. Glenn's just very like predictable I would say his play calling needs a lot of work he gets into patterns and he kind of runs the same things so when you see certain formations you know exactly what play is coming if you play him long enough uh, and I think that he falls into that trap a lot Miami at six and four is an interesting team they're a team to watch in the second half of the season uh, to finish up here these last six uh they they're so hit or miss too, right? They'll come out and they'll look great one week and then they'll get absolutely trounced the next week and then they'll look pretty good the next week and then they'll look like shit again. So they're very inconsistent. I still don't trust BM throwing the ball. A lot of his success is just lob and pray and you know how much I hate that that's shit. The, that's the inconsistency. Well, yeah. His, I mean, it should be inconsistent when you just lob it his up. Ma his major threat is a 50-50 ball. Like, the... Even if it, you don't throw it or you do throw like it's 50-50 if you even get the break, your wide receiver gets the break he needs or even gets the space it he needs. It does not matter. that The break in spacing is not something that they are concerned with, I promise oh, you. No, I get that. He, he's throwing it either way. Right. But but there's a big difference like in how long you're waiting to throw it and what you're doing, if you even look somewhere else. Like, sacks come in. If, like, if your first look is that, yeah, it, it's... It's hard if it's covered. It, yeah, he might still throw it, but he might wait a second longer. And, you know, maybe the sacks come in. Maybe I mean, I'm trying to look now how many times he's been sacked. 21 sacks and 15 interceptions. He gets sacked a lot. Yeah. because He's he, a statue they, waiting for the deep routes to go, yes. Yeah, so it, that's when you start looking for that other route that you don't practice. You're not used to trying to read. That's probably where those picks are coming in. Or it's just on these law balls he's throwing up over and over again. And yeah, when you have such a low percentage completion pass, I mean, yeah, it's great when it works. Every, it, I'm not going to say it's not. Of course, you're going to have games where you get blown out like 40 to nothing. Because like you're just. 55 17, yeah. Yeah, like it's just, it, it's going to happen. You're throwing, you're basing your offense on something that's not consistent. So, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to trust him going into the playoffs. I mean, I know he was there last year. He had a good run last year. I mean, you got to give him some credit. He did play well in the playoffs. I just don't see his game style and the way he chooses to play and, like, the repetitive nature of what he does when he's playing. And I know I've talked about it a lot this cycle. Um, I just don't see it against some of those better teams. Like, if he runs into the Titans or the, the Broncos or even the Colts, like, I don't see him beating Jake again. Like, they're the, I don't think he'll beat you. Like, there's teams there that I think will pick up on what he does and make those adjustments and, and it's not going to end well for him in the playoffs. But hey, I mean, I'm sure he's just happy getting there and, and you know, not being a kind of a laughing stock the way he was that first season. So, yeah. And so I just want to go back to the Bills real quick. I mean, they've really dropped off. I played him early in the season. And he was playing really good. He's one of my only few losses and he played you the week four right afterwards, 41-38, like had a very good game. Oh, great game. One great game. He then goes to beat the Browns, beat the Bears. You know, the, that's his three wins. Jags, Browns, Bears. Going to week six, going to his bye week seven. He's now dropped four straight. What concerns me is he's dropping him to the Patriots, the Dolphins. I mean, the Steelers are playing good right now, and the Ravens. He... That, that Ravens game was without Lamar, by the way. Okay, so yeah, four and six Ravens without Lamar. It's a bad lost. loss. Bad loss. Yeah, so, and then you look at his schedule coming up. He has three games that should be wins coming up here. He has the Lions, Patriots, Raiders. 
There's no way he's. Be- I don't think he's beating the Raiders. If Tico yeah, actually tries, I don't think he's beating the Raiders. But Tico's tanking, going so probably not. He's but, one so, nine. But what I'm looking at here is like your season's over. Even if he has to play the Jets and Packers, he's not winning those games. Most likely, I mean, he could, but he's most likely not. So he gets to seven and nine. He's not, not a playoff. He's spot. in tank. He's in tank mode now. He's yeah. In- so, but part of me is like, yeah, tank mode's great. Get your pick, but why not go out in some of these games here and really try to figure out what's going to work for your offense? You're throwing all these picks right now. Maybe work on the run game. Like you can lose games just practicing the run game. Really, just figure out something that's going to work going forward. Because there's no better way to figure out than in these games that you don't care too much about. But if you're going to come into the next season. Say you're tanking for a pick. A pick might help, but figuring out your gameplay is going to help a whole lot more. So I think it, it, there's some time to really maybe. Not just fully tank, like try to win these games in manners that you weren't trying to win games before. You know, a little different strategy. Yeah, it's it's on the tape. I mean, you should be trying to figure out whatever you can right now. So yeah. let's move on. We will go to the AFC West. Denver Broncos sitting at seven and three. You have the Chargers at five and five. You have the Chiefs at five and five, and the Raiders at one and nine. Um, kind of how we saw this playing out. I expected the Raiders to be, be- a little bit better. I did not expect one and nine. Chiefs started off red hot. They looked great. He's now started to slip a little bit. He did just beat Aston, which is a big win. Um, big win. Hopefully big win. It could be a, a could, turnaround. Right. That could catapult the second half rest of his season. So that would be cool to see. Uh, Chargers, it's just Ian Johns, I feel, is just better than this man. I feel like he's really not had a great cycle. Uh, when you look at like that starting Chargers team, like the defense was really good. Secondary was awesome. I know Herbert was a rookie. Uh, I expected more. I'm kind of surprised at where he's been. I believe he's finished in third place the first two years and is on at least in the race to do that again. Um, but I feel like he's also been close to the playoffs. Like he's been like two games out as well. So he's got to get over that hump and figure something out and kind of break through that cusp and, and, get in there and then make the playoffs and i mean he's at five and five right so he's not dead yet he definitely still has a chance we'll see what happens what, what are your thoughts on this division yeah i mean i'm just looking at this raider schedule right now and i'm just trying to figure out when the full tank was decided he needs i have the tank from what i hear what people say in chat and apparently reed talked to him i don't know how true that is but uh reed said on the lost files too like he wants that quarterback he's been going from day one to try to get that quarterback so what we get drafts at like what week three we get to see who it scouting, is scouting yeah so yeah. he drops to the cardinals in a close game good team cardinals loses to the chargers by nine it's a division game that's understandable yeah but then loses the broncos by 18 this is, so this is week. So you're three. all in three, right there. So and you're like, fuck yeah, it, let me get a quarterback. This is week three. He sees the quarterback. He then plays the Colts week four and loses fifty to sixteen. So yeah, it, it's over. He loses to the Broncos. Again, all right, all right. So fifty to sixteen is one million percent when he said, "Yep, not trying he, to win anymore." Yeah, he it's had over. seen that quarterback. The funny part is he then loses to the Broncos, loses to the Chiefs, but then beats the Ravens. So yeah, so there was a weird thing where apparently Baltimore couldn't kick at the end of the game, and they went to overtime, and he lost. I don't know. I don't read half the shit Tico says in chat when he's ranting. I, I just don't care. Um, so he was talking about some bullshit that happened, and apparently that he shouldn't have won that game, he said, and the Ravens should have won. Uh, something weird happened at the end because of timeouts, or, or you couldn't kick or pick a play or whatever the case was. Um, 
<laughs> so and they went to overtime and he won overtime but that's that's really impressive he the things that he's supposed to be able to do that he's not like pick a kicker in the first round lose a game like it's really impressive how he pulls these things off yeah well and then he almost like he plays a game against the titans and goes 34 31 like you look at some of the scores that these games these Raiders have played and they could be much better you know i'm going to end up playing in week 15 and probably lose just because he's he's capable of winning games, even though he's oh he's gonna to he's gonna try to beat you. Yeah, of course he is. There's there's too much bad blood there, but like you just it, I don't know. Tanking's weird. I get it. Like losing to Jake fifty to sixteen hurts. Jake doesn't make it feel good ever. I don't know if that was one of the games Jake had shit with someone with afterwards. He he has it every now and then. No, that was the metal but, game. Oh, they might they so, might have had shit after that game too. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean. It, it seems like it would make sense that they did, but is this quarterback really that good? Like, is it? I don't know. He's not killings, apparently, but someone told me he was he was fairly good, so we'll see. Yeah, outside of that and that division, I mean... I mean, you know the Broncos are going to win it. I'm no surprise there. Yeah. It's just an interesting race to watch the Chargers and Chiefs kind of battle it out and see if one of them or maybe both of them can crack that playoff spot and finish out the end of the season. Sure. Um... So let's move on to, we have one less AFC, right? Nope. Or we get that's all of them. That's, that's all of them. NFC North. The NFC North. I don't want to talk about this division. Uh, there's really not much to say. I mean. No no one knows why, because my love of the Bears was never heard by anyone. I mean, well, here's but your they, chance. No, they've let me down. I'm going to talk about it later. You picked, you picked the Bears, like. The last two weeks, you especially last. All right, so guys, last last podcast that didn't happen. They, him and Pat and Toff talked about the Bears. We're, we're going to talk about this later. For a healthy amount of time. And I told you guys that this would happen. I told you. Stop getting Stop your hopes that. up with him. Unless Mans is in his apartment, he is never going to be consistent enough to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. Not dead, but that loss, the Vikings beating him really just... Right. It was a, and we, it was a for sure win. We combed through that Vikings roster too, and <laughs> we have a lot to say. <laughs> So, but when you look at it here, I mean, the NFC is weird. Like, he still has a very good chance to go to the playoffs. But, yeah, the Packers are going to win this division now. They're seeing at 7-3, two games above them. Um, so, yeah, it's the Packers division. I really don't know what to say about these Lions or the Vikings. I haven't seen the Lions play too much. And, They're not good. And I just don't know what... Vikings going to do to turn around these Vikings? Like he got his quarterback. We'll we'll get there. We'll we'll, we'll di- deep dive the Vikings again later. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's the, it's the Packers division. Seven and three. They'll they'll probably end up being a 10-11 win team. That, you know, and that's what they're going to be every season for the most part. No Super Bowls for the Packers this year, though. No, I I don't see it. I just he had a big win. He beat Adele, uh, I believe. Looked good. Mm-hmm. Um. But just super inconsistent there too, and like he's winning games and he's always around like that ten win, eleven win mark. But when he plays some of the better teams in the league, he just doesn't look like he belongs out there sometimes. And it's kind of a step back from Lefty. And everyone's gonna say, "Oh, well, he makes the playoffs every year." Yeah, and I I get that he wins. You know, even if he wins twelve games every year, it's it's a there's a lot of guys that would make the playoffs every year in that division. Right, and you're get he is guaranteed five wins a year. 
Guaranteed. He's never losing to the Vikings. He's never losing to the Lions. And at worst, he's splitting with the Bears every year. He will never get swept by the Bears. So that's five wins right there every single season. So it comes down to those games he plays against the better users. And now this is big. This is a big step for him this year. He beat Adele and beat Adele pretty good. I know Adele came back a little bit late, made the score a little closer, but he was up a decent amount in that game. He needs to take that step, and and I don't know how many years he's going to have Rodgers left to do it, and I don't see him playing better with Jordan Love, even though I think that having Love will take away some of that, like, desire that he has to throw the ball around the yard with Rodgers, because we know what Lefty does well. He is a great at running the ball, plays really good defense, he's smart with it, doesn't turn it over, he needs that game manager style, it's how he's been successful. Lefty's never been successful coming out, going five wide and firing the ball around the field, right? That's just not his style. And You look at this team right now, they're well-rounded. Oh, super well-rounded. Rodgers isn't a yards leader, like he's probably 500 yards behind what the yards leaders are now but he's completion percentage leader i think 72 percent is the highest right is ni- 19 touchdowns to 10 interceptions right it's very good but is that an aaron Ro- is that an aaron Rodgers stat line no, no but it, okay no but, okay we're going to put up that aaron Rodgers real life stat line where it's 25 right now and one two interceptions like it's just not happening in the red zone i mean in for him, for you give me Rodgers, I'll come damn close. If you are paying him what he's paying him, he's still not getting the proper value in terms of production. Oh, no. But that's have you why. Looked Jordan, have you looked at Jordan Love? No. He's he's good. Yeah, because he's been getting depth. That's, that's the point I'm making here. He's going to be better, in my opinion, once Rodgers is gone because when Rodgers is gone, you don't have to pay Rodgers all that money. So now you can round out the rest of your roster and you have a quarterback you don't need to lean on so heavily who can still get the job done, but you're going to be a run-first team again instead of this balanced approach, and it's going to help him. be a a run-first team. So let's just say next year he moves away from Rodgers, which I think is still a couple years out, but Jordan Love sitting here right now at 23 years old, a 78 overall with a 92 throw power, and mid to high 80 accuracies on all deep, medium, short. Like, he's actually probably one of the, some of the better starting quarterbacks that are in this league right now. Yeah, he's and a good he's quarterback. Not, he's not playing. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a setback at all. He's going I to think, be better without Rodgers, I'm telling you. I think if he's smart, he keeps Rodgers until he can sign Jordan Love to a new deal at a lower price. If Hopefully Madden does that. Where if he wasn't a starter, he's not going to ask for so much. It's and then more just, overall base, I believe. Yeah, so maybe it, it, it wouldn't be as realistic. He's going to look. He he love is going to look for about one fifty. I would say like one hundred fifty mil. I think that's fair. Uh, only throwing like two interceptions in his entire two touchdowns in his entire career. Yeah, be, because he's a seventy. He's a young quarterback hitting free agency at 78 overall. Or seven, well, however, he's really he has two years left in his deal. He's going to be oh, 84. Exactly. All right, so that, if he's that high, then he'll ask for more. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was up this year. No, he has two years left in his okay. deal. Like he, well, it might be one after this year. Like, I'm looking at right, that. Right, so next year, next year is the year. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be somewhere between 150 and 250, right? I don't think he'll get up to like an 86 overall in two years without playing. He'll probably be around an 83 
probably be in like that $200 million range, right? What's Rodgers making? What's Rodgers' contract right now? It's it's more than that. So he's going to save money. He's going to have a younger 40, quarterback 40 in there. $40 million a year? Like, right. <laughs> right. And that, that's my point. Now he has extra money to go fill out the rest of his roster and improve. Rodgers only an 85 overall right now. His throw, like his actual like accuracy stats and throw power is barely higher. It's The X factor is huge. You know, I don't sure know what he still has. And the gambler stuff is that you can't be intercepted by eight defenders. He still has that. So, that, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> you just throw it anywhere else and you, when you're lit up and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that definitely lowers your interception rates. But when it comes down to just basic stuff and get rid of the X factor, like, they're comparable to a point. So, I, I think he's going to be fine. If he can get that contract to not be horrible, it's really going to let him build the Packers to – as good of a team as they can possibly be. So, right. So, like They're I said, he'll I be better with love. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, moving on. That. Moving on. NFC South, and here to break down the NFC South, I believe we have Stephen Reed on the line. I'm here. I'm oh, here. look at that! Welcome back, sir. Hey. Talking about your division, we have the Falcons sitting at seven and three. Your Bucks somehow scraping and clawing up to six and four. Panthers at five and five. Saints at four and six. Uh, give me your thoughts so far. First of all, how that somehow, like I've owned this division. It shouldn't be surprising that I'm coming back to win it. Like all right. I said I would. So last week when we talked, you were like, what was your record? Like two and four? Yeah, it was exactly two and four. Right. That's not good. <laughs> so now you're six and four. You won four straight. And I don't, I mean, I don't feel so good know. about our bet now. Um. Yeah, man, you got to hold to that. Yeah, you know, well, it comes down to the playoffs now. You change the bet. Beat some so. good teams in there too. Beat the Packers and the Cardinals. I mean, beat that. Ass. Really, you, you throw a bet on there. He's really coming for your ass. He. All right. Well, he, he played the. He played he the. He, he's got three wins coming up. He played the RG three Cardinals. Let's relax. I mean, but he runs the same style of offense. He yeah. Up the thing, man. I uh, mean, okay, all right, yeah, bro. I mean, it's a totally different player. RG3 is no – I'm not even making the comparison to saying that they're the same, right? Obviously. But I don't want to hear no excuses. He lost straight up. So <laughs> Yeah, convenient for you that now, Murray wasn't there. Division, right, and he didn't have Hopkins. Man. Oh, yeah, he didn't have Hopkins on. Oh, wow. His two best players. Hey, it's not my fault. I didn't say it was. Sips tea like Kermit the Frog, baby. Uh, all yeah. right. Give me your uh, your thoughts on the, the South. So I, I the Falcons have been playing fantastic. And they just dropped two straight, I believe. So it's a small cost for concern, but their schedule kind of eases up a little. Carolina had a decent win, and the Saints are just ass, right? So I got the Falcons coming up. I have Carolina. Two two games I can probably go ahead and sneak out win this division. Outside of that, I don't have any other tough games. So the Falcons slip up another time, bro. That's that ass. I'm winning the division. Okay, great. Thank you for that breakdown. Uh, so, impressed with the Falcons. They've been playing well. Yes, he has dropped two straight. Uh, did have to bench his quarterback for a three-pick sit this week, I believe. Did not get to 15 runs as well. So, that guy's going to be out. I believe it's – is it two games now if you don't hit it? Or is it a warning? How does that work? I don't remember. Yeah, there's no warning. Yeah, so whatever the case is. He's gone at least one week. Um I still like the Panthers team. I'd like to see him kind of get in those playoffs. I know he was super close last year. I think he'll be super close again this year. Uh, we'll be interesting to see how the rest of this, the uh, NFC finishes up and if he can get in that seven seed. Uh, but it's a competitive division outside of the Saints. 
everyone looks good. Everyone's playing well right now, or everyone, you know, the Falcons have dropped too straight, like we said, but, you know, they're still at 7-3. and three. They're going to make the playoffs, uh, unless they have a historic collapse like Queen awesome. John. I, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see it. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fun division to watch. I'm looking forward to this. Pat, what are your thoughts? I don't know. This division confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> well, you've been on the Falcons bandwagon since day one. Hard, yeah. too. I'm hard, on, yeah. I'm, I'm still on that bandwagon, but, like, the Bucks are winning games again. The Panthers just, like, lose and then just beat good teams. Like, it's just... <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I think the Falcons... Do win the division. I think they do hold strong. I think the quarterback they have is coming very good. I mean, they get to play the Saints, the Browns, the Panthers, the Bengals. There's four wins there. It gets them to a that Panthers game is going to be tough. Panthers, you you can't just, just beat them. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Malik's yeah. not going to roll. Right. So I he, so I don't see I don't see a sweep. I will see them splitting. Either way, they get to ten. If they don't get to eleven, are you getting past eleven? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, you're only losing one more game. I'm seeing myself going eleven and five, maybe twelve and four. Oh, so now he's not going to lose the rest of the year. Okay. The only two games I, I see him possibly losing are the Falcons and the Niners. Um, you know, the Niners are—I don't know—they've ever lost in Week 16, so it's, it's going to be a tough win. But, yeah, that's true. I got to give you that. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, I think both of them go to the playoffs. We'll see the Bucks and the Falcons in the playoffs. I, I don't know if I could. I want to say the Falcons will be the winner of the division, but it's a tough call right now. Okay. Moving on, NFC East. You have the Washington football team sitting at 7-2, and two, playing lights out. That defense has been fantastic. You have the Eagles sitting at 5-4. and four. You have the Cowboys at 4-6, and six, and your New York football Giants at 1-8. and eight. Yikes. Um, you got to give, gotta give Weed credit here. Seven and two is fantastic. That defense is unreal. 184 points against. I believe that's second in the league. Uh, I think it's the Broncos, then the football team, and then I'm like a point behind him. Uh, so they are playing very good. Eagles have dropped two in a row. Um, I know the one was to lefty. Who was the first one to? Was it against Weed? I believe it was. Then you have the Cowboys there. Cowboys are done. Put a fork in them. Giants have been done. Put a fork in them. It was it was Washington, yeah. So I mean, hey, lost to the Colts. Oh, the Colts, right? It was Jake. Okay, so and to me and to the Jags, they can't can't beat the AFC South. Right. So that I mean, that's that's four good teams he's lost to, and that's kind of what we said on the lost files is that when he plays these elite users, I think except for Pat, I can't call you an elite user. Um, what? Yeah, you're not. Whoa. Stop. Stop. You won a Super Bowl. I don't. You so think, did. So did Brandon think, Beach. So did Black think, Magic. Like that doesn't make you Jake, an elite user. You put Jake as elite over me. I think Jake's a better user than you. Yeah, hundred percent. That's wow. bullshit. You can't say that. You yes, can't say that. one hot run does not make you better. He's seven and three now. I don't. I don't care. Jake all cycle. I don't. This is. This is this bullshit. Is this is like I said. Like I said, the lost files. The Eagles are done. The Eagles, Eagles are not. Are over. They're not done. I said it in the lock files, and it'll never be heard. I went on this whole rant about how the Eagles suck and how Adele's lost it, it and how he doesn't have it anymore. And it's clear he can't beat a good team. He did say that. Yeah. I, so I just think Jalen Hurts is going to hurt him against these better users. That's just the, 
Adele's not done. You can't say he's done. And I hate that you're going to make me come in here and defend him, but he's not done. That's outrageous. No, screw that. You should be having the same tune that you did for me when I lost Brady. I have him losing wins, and now he's losing games because he doesn't have wins. It's the same narrative. You're not spinning it. You're losing games to bad teams. He's losing teams to the top-tier guys. It's totally different. Who are your losses this year? So losing games. Who are your losses against? Those are games that he would have won if he had wins. Not necessarily. Washington's playing lights out. It's the second-best defense in the league, best defense in the NFC. That's probably still a loss. We just talked about the Packers. They're a very good, well-rounded team. Probably still a loss. Like, you don't know that. No, no, I do know that because I beat the Packers and I beat the Washington Reds. And, and now, now listen to this. Weed has had a consistent top five defense since we've been in this cycle. And in the previous cycle, he's had, he's had top ten defenses. Weed is known for having good defense. That isn't the narrative here. Now his offense is finally clicking. Adele still has been washing his ass since the cycle has started. He's been is- owning Weed. And now that he doesn't have wins to back Bro, him up anymore. He still put up 40 more points than Washington on this season. Like, that's a lot of points, man. So you can't say that, oh, Washington's clicking, and then the Eagles have 40 more points to them and say but, they're but done. When he had those points, when he had those points, he had wins. He had wins for one game. He had wins for three games. It was not three games. It was two at most. He had wins for three games. I played, the, I played New England week three, and he had wins. It was one game because I set the odds for the it was, thing. It was, it was two games. It was one game. You're right. It was one game, Pat. Thank you. We did make that bet. It was one game. He had him for one game. Go look at that. Yeah, go look at it. Well, I had to check to see if he threw an interception, and he hadn't. So I had to do the the bet for how many interceptions once with right. And he only played one with with uh, Philly, and he got sent over to New England. So it was one um, game. But when you talk about the Washington football team, are they this good? Like their two losses I, are to the Bears and Seahawks, which are two terrible <laughs> losses. He did beat the Packers week one. Great. But he's beating the Giants and the Cowboys and the Giants again. He did beat the Eagles by four points. He beat Jake, who I was in one of the suspension games. Who knows what? Like, he wasn't suspended yet, but he got suspended because of that game. The thing is, is he has some games he can win coming up. He has the Texans, Vikings. going to go play the Cowboys. Probably wins those. But he has to play the Titans, Eagles, and the Jaguars. Towards the end of the season, he could lose. Oh, all three it's of it's those. a good test for him coming up, one hundred percent. And say maybe he drops to the Texans or the Cowboys. You know, one of those. Teams. He will not lose either one of those games. I don't think Texans, he will either. Man. Texans I'm stink. Away that, mm. I'm trying to say a way he ends up at ten and six, and the Eagles could still win this division. No, I I I think it's Washington's division. I think the two game lead isn't going to be enough, but. I don't see Washington as a team that's going to go on a deep run in the playoffs because of their offense. Like, I don't trust Mariota. The running back is nice. Uh, he has Hunt now, so that's nice. Uh, the wide receivers are okay. I just don't trust Mariota to be able to lead a team down the field, and I say this about a lot of quarterbacks, in crunch time. Is that a guy you're going to trust against a good defense, right? Because in the playoffs, you're going to see really good defenses. Is that the guy you trust? Probably not. I don't trust Mariota. That's been his Achilles heel and why he hasn't gone further already in the first uh, last year because of Mariota. It's going to come back to bite him in the ass again. Sure, the defense is great, and that's going to keep him in close games, but it's going to kill him in the playoffs. How is he winning games? Mariota's thrown for 1,800 yards. Yeah. Well, how many yards does Hunt have? He's probably running the shit out of the ball. He's running the ball. He's kicking 570, 577. You know, but who's Antonio, who's Antonio Gibson? 
That's their Washington rookie in real life. It's seven touchdowns, and he's only ran the ball 31 times. Yeah, he's probably he, the goal linebacker. What type of cheesy-ass shit is this trying to get some How's fucking that cheesy? Experience? It's his goal, it's his goal I linebacker. With, I do with Connor all the time. Pat, come on, man. That's a bad take, Pat. Anyway, uh, I, I, I no, could see I Washington holding I, on. I only said it because you said he was a rookie this year. He's two years in. I take no, it back. he's a rookie in real life for Washington. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I thought you were saying he no, drafted no, this no, year. no, no, no. Oh, I love Pat. No. Anyway, that was the reason for the fucking. I need plane, a, I need right? a fucking mute button. Um. So yeah, I see Washington holding on at seven and two. They'll probably win the division. I think the Eagles are going to be right on their ass, and I think Philly will be better in the playoffs. But, again, same reasons why I don't like the Washington team in the playoffs. I feel the same way about Adele. I don't like Hurts in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. Moving on to the NFC West. Cardinals holding on to that lead, sitting at 7-3. The Niners, just like we knew they would, they turned it around. They're right on their ass at 6-4. and four. You have the Rams at 4-6, and six, and then these abysmal Seattle Seahawks at 2-8. and eight. And it has been rough there this year in Seattle. Um, your thoughts on this division, Pat? Uh, I, I think the 49ers are going to win the division somehow. They're going to come from behind. They're going to make another run. And they might go to another Super Bowl. I don't understand how he keeps doing this. Like how he just comes out slow and then just starts winning. You know, he's 2-1 and one in the division. He So that means he hasn't really played these guys yet going to get wins there. It's going to move him up. Likely will put him into a tiebreaker situation even if he's not able to get over the hump. But he already beat the Cardinals once. So he plays in week 17. I think he goes on a run close enough to get tight and beat him again. And even if it's just a tie for the top, he's going to have the tiebreaker where he beats him again. So I think he's in a great situation here to go on to win this division. And the Cardinals might have to just win out to make that not happen. So there's no one else to talk about here. The Rams are going to be around here every time. And these Seahawks, we're going to talk about more later because Cad is just incompetent at running a team right now. Wow. That's, that's strong. Uh, so I, I like the Niners. I like what they've been doing. I just, and I say it every single season. I feel like the Cardinals are ready to take that hump. He, uh, get over that hump. Uh, having no Murray and now no Hopkins. Right. You're going to take that hump? Yeah. You can take a hump. We fucked up again. So he got off last pod because there's no lot. The lost files are going where he had that massive blunder. Massive blunder. No I said, what did I say? I said, I flip the switch. Or I said, switch the flip. That's what I said. Switch the flip. Yeah. I said, switch the flip instead of flip the switch. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a massive blunder, Carazzle. At least I know how to read. Um, so I, I just think that if he can get, when does, do we know when Murray and Hopkins are coming back? How long are they out for? Hmm. I believe he was down for four weeks. Okay, so he's going to get them back at some point. They will be here for the end of the year. Four weeks left. Sorry, it was a seven-week injury, but he's got four weeks left on the injury. So three weeks left, really, three games left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So guess what? He'll be back for that final stretch, that final month of the season. He's going to turn it on. I think he can stay afloat and keep it close. And when those guys get back, that that last game of the season or the second-to-last game whenever they play, that is going to be for the division. That's going to be a super competitive game so he, i'm looking forward to that without those know, guys man. for the next three weeks he's mm -hmm. without his guys for the next three weeks yeah he's gonna play the eagles falcons and chiefs and possibly lose all three of those he's Very gonna he's game, winning man. two out of three of those and then he comes know. against the packers right after that yeah and then he has the Chargers no and the niners 
I don't put him to automatically win any one of these last games. Yeah, I agree. I think he wins a majority of them. I I'm gonna make so. I'm gonna make a hot take here, and out of these last one, one two, three, six four, games five, left, six games, I think he will win two of them. Yeah, and so you look at that. I so think he, he loses wins. two of them. Okay, say he wins four, or what is it, five? This is what the Niners play. They play the Seahawks, the Saints, the Rams, the Cowboys, the, then the Bucks and Cardinals. He Dubs. wins those first four. Dubs. He gets He's ten, starting gets Taysom the, Hill. Eventually, walks, that has to catch up with ten him. Clicks. He's he getting Brady back. He might not start Brady. <laughs> Brady's on that I, uh, the IR, and he can't get him off of it. Why he's, did he put him on? He's stuck there. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why guys use the IR if it's not a season-ending injury, but that's a whole other story. Um, he He's stuck on IR, so who knows if that's going to happen. I know Sometimes it like messes up, and it takes a long time to get them off just because Madden's Madden. But eventually, Taysom Hill has to catch up to him. It, it has to. So when I look at this division, man, I, we're breaking down the Cardinals right and we're talking about the games that he could possibly win. It's a very tough stretch without his quarterback. And who's to say he doesn't get another type of injury, man? Um, 49ers are going to get this. I am really shocked how the how the Seahawks had that incredible run last last season, and now they're two and eight. And that just shows you having those amazing utility players like O Wagner and like the other guys that he got rid of is just destroying his team, man. Two and eight, coming off of where he was in the NFC title game. Yeah, it's bad. I I don't know why he traded Wagner. I guess he needed the space, but like now he's got to be in rebuild mode, right? Like you have to ship away all the old heads. I would put Wilson on the block. Let, let me talk. Let me talk about this later. I have Jeez. a whole rant to go into on how Cad has fucked this team over and did everything wrong. Let me just so. before we do that though, I do, I do want to speak on because we spoke on this last time how he has this incredible slot receiver that he has at the slot, and I don't it. Oh, you mean his his slot receiver DK Metcalf? He has DK in the slot, and he's yeah, it not makes even. no sense. DK should be on the outside. You should have Lockett mixing in with uh, Cooks right. in the slot Cook. and right. switching so both we, of those guys in and out. We, we spoke on this. Go ahead, Pat. Cooks and Metcalf on the outsides and put Lockett in the middle. No, and let him just eat. We, we spoke on this last time. Well, I don't mean to say no. I mean yes. We spoke on this last time, and and so I paid attention to see if he was going to change it. I know he didn't get a chance to hear this to even make the adjustments <laughs> or just maybe even just psychologically say, okay, I need to put DK on the outside. He still hasn't done it. So maybe he's, I don't know, checked out or something. You know what I mean? I mean, at this point, yeah, he's checked out. No shit, he's checked out. He's 2-8. and eight. He's getting smoked left and right. So, they, so do you want to get DK some XP and, and you want to get him the ball, but he still has him in the I, I don't know why DK's not on the outside. It makes no sense to me. He's the biggest guy on your offense, literally. Put him so on, I watched put him on the, the I watched the game. I watched the game of his. So maybe he had a maybe he runs a lot of shotgun, a lot of three wide sets, right? He doesn't. He runs a lot of single back formations where yeah, only had two wide receivers out there. So DK is <laughs> not getting all the snaps he needs. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All right. Yeah, I, definitely, definitely not ideal. He's not using his guys to the best of their ability and putting them in good situations to win. Um, and I mean, it hurts. The losing Wagner definitely kills him. That, that guy led the league in tackles how many years in a row? Like, or at least he's oh, in the oh, top. He, at least in the top five, if not leading the league. He makes every he, play. He led the leagues. Yeah, he led the league in, in tackles the last the, the last what two seasons that we've had, and right. it's been by a, a substantial number. The first season he almost had two hundred tackles. Right, and then you factor in he fo- forces at least. 
at least five fumbles a year, right? At least five, if not more. It could be closer to double digits. I believe that first year he got up to like nine. Um, Your first year was nine. Yeah, you're right. Right. I don't know, I don't know money. I don't know money. Right. And then plus the interceptions. He, the, the guy does everything for you. He's just simply one of the best players in the whole league. He's unreal. Even at age 32, he, he's fantastic. And he's the reason why my defense turned around. We were dog shit last year. What, losing Wagner is a big loss, right? Especially when the guys you replace them with are not nearly as good. Now, that's going to keep happening because he's not in good cap situation either. He needs to totally strip this thing down. I know you want to talk about it later, so we will move on. Um, But But can I touch on one more thing, too, with the Cardinals? I I really, really appreciated how he moved around. Uh, What's this this guy's name? His, His safety, young safety player. I've never seen someone utilize a player just so well just to an extent to where he's all whenever you come out of uh, out of your snap you're looking to see where this guy is right it, it's it, isaiah simmons right he has him he has him at linebacker he has him at cornerback he has him at safety he puts him on the, on the on the outside linebacker to rush the passer it blows my mind because the guy is so effective wherever he goes well oh, he's he has him at linebacker he's like that he's he puts li- him everywhere he's like that kind of jack-of-all-trades guy, right? And that was his big Mm. thing coming out of college, which made him so enticing. Uh, Outside of his ridiculous speed was that he really can, you can put him in a a ton of different situations and he's going to be effective, right? So I think that's something in Madden that separates the really good users from the you know the guys that That's struggle what I was say. Yeah. is your ability to move guys around on the field regardless of position right like even if you have a good d, d lineman or an out, good outside linebacker or whether it's C, whatever the case is right so yeah. moving guys around and making your opponent take that 5 seconds to figure out where x player is is super important, right? Because they're going to call plays in the huddle, and they're going to come out, and you're going to expect him to be in one spot, and he's not going to be there. And now maybe the play you thought was going to work or, or what you were expecting your opponent to do is totally different, and you're going to whiff, and you have to make an audible, and it p- kind of puts you in the crunch. Clock starts ticking down. You're worried about these good players, and the rest of his defense is very good as well. So it's, it's yeah. a huge advantage to be able to do things like that. And I think it really does. You see some of the better guys in this league, they will move their key pieces all over the field. A guy like um, Honey Badger is probably the closest thing to Simmons You that's out there, right? That's that's in right. the league. A guy like him, he could play nickel corner. He could play outside on the corner, uh, you know, at, at corner one or corner two. You could put him at safety. He's another one who could blitz off the edge. So, like, I would like to see Malik do that as well, move that guy he around. He does it. Does he? he? does that. Yeah. He, I, not, I haven't watched a lot of Panthers games. Simmons. Yeah, not as effective as how how uh, how how Ramesu does Simmons. It isn't as effective as that, but he does move him around to safety, to nickel corner, like you said. And every now and then, in a certain nickel package, will have him at linebacker, right? And that's that's fine, but it, it still just isn't as effective as Simmons is because I think Tar- Matthew has lost he lost a step or two. He's not as fast or that. Sure, he's got an old now, yeah, is, right. And you know when he got a guy here was like ninety four speed and and just built like a Mack truck. Oh my god, it's it's incredible. Yeah, so I I respect that. I I like the way Messi plays. I think this car again, this Cardinals team is a perfect fit for him. Um, yeah, will be interesting to see if he can stay afloat with RG three with the tough schedule coming up. But I'm looking forward to that race. That NFC West has been a fun race to watch every single season. We'll see if Ernest goes back to the Super Bowl. It wouldn't shock it's me if he does. Division. That Niners team is very good. Yeah, it's it's definitely the best division in the league. Um, but the oh, AFC Lord. AFC South Whoa. is close. It they're Not better. Anymore. They're better. The mm-hmm. and it, the West is better, but the South is 
South is looking up because of the way that the Seahawks have just completely imploded. So the West well, and the South. Our, divi- the our division never had right? one of our NFC Championship guys drop to two and eight afterwards. So, well, you also. I don't know. What? I don't have a good comeback for that. The South and the West has had the two last, the last two Super Bowl uh, matchups, right? So between you two right. guys, they're the two best. The argument. Yeah, one can make the argument of who's better, yeah. right? But right now, I still think the West on any on any given Sunday can beat you guys. Right. I'm taking <laughs> Ernest and Romesu against your top two every time. Yeah. That's fine. So. All right, we d- we're done with all these divisions? Yeah, we're done. Let's move on. Hot slice. Pat, who is your hot slice? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yuck. What? Yeah. They are 6-1 and one since their week four bye week. They've only lost to the Falcons, I believe. Like, I don't know. I think they're just setting themselves up for a very good playoff run here. They're going to walk into it. They don't have to worry about a whole lot coming to the end of the season. I mean, they do play the Jets and the Bucks to end the season, but before that, they just walk through some wins. They get the Bengals, the Browns, the Panthers, the Patriots. They're winning all those, locking up the division, and then getting some practice against playoff teams. So I really like them right now, and they just destroyed the Dolphins. And we talked about the Dolphins before you got here, Top. Like they, they aren't someone you just normally walk through. True. They beat him 34 nothing. I mean, he beat the Bills that aren't playing great right now. Lost to the Falcons, but then he beats the Bengals. He destroys the Browns. He destroys the Ravens and beats the Saints. I know none of those are yeah, I'm not teams impressed. that anyone's scared of. Yeah. But he's beating people. The only loss he really has that's bad this season is week one to the Titans, 30-6. to And... Titans are one of the best teams in the league right now. He's setting himself up into an AFC. I mean, it's going to be hard to make a deep run with how the Jets are playing right now, but he's definitely a super hot team right now with all the confidence after beating the Dolphins 34 nothing, and getting to go play the Bengals. Like, I would love to be in that situation. Yeah, he's playing well for sure. We talked about the division earlier. Uh, definitely the favor right now to win it and close this out, but... He did collapse last year. We'll see if it happens again. I don't anticipate I, it this season. I think he learned. I think he learned from it. He, I hope, he's I hope so. He's going to be able to. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he probably drops his last two games, but I just don't think they're going to matter at that point. He's going to yeah. be in the playoffs, and at that point, he's just see how you can play against. Yeah. I mean, that game against Moji in Week 16, is there's a good chance he plays him again. Like That's time to, even if you lose it, just to figure out how to beat him. So... I like it. I, I like his chances moving forward to make a little run when he gets to the playoffs. I, I, I can see that. Moving on to my hot team. Pains me to say it, but I got to give it to the Bucks. They have hey, they have one four straight. Baby, baby, baby. They have one four straight. The Packers win is super impressive. Even though there's no Murray and no Hopkins, the Cardinals win still a good win. Um, the Browns, you just totally ran through him. I played him today. It was definitely better than I thought. Um, I know he's had a couple he's games bad. couple games to settle in now, so he did give me a tougher yeah. tougher test than he gave you. Uh, yeah. You kept it close against those garbage-ass Saints again. I don't know why you struggle with them so much. But looking forward, Panthers game could be tough. Malik's not a bad user. Um, yeah. The way Blueprint's playing right now, you have them in Week 13. I think that you're going to steamroll him. I think you'll steamroll Andy. They got the Falcons again. That's going to be tough. Then you play the Niners and the Steelers. 
But again, the Steelers could have something locked up week 17 and not be playing there, guys. We don't know how that's going to look, so I could see you winning that one as well. Uh, the Niners game is going to be tough for sure. Um, you know, Ernest obviously a great user, and he turns it on the second half of the season. But there's a lot of winnable games here. Um, you know, you've won four straight. So, I got to give it to you. You're playing well. I could go with the Titans. That's an easy pick, but I'm so going with the Bucks. Pick. To make a smooth transition, man. Titans are an easy pick, but when I look, when I break down, like when I break down how they're nine and one right now, it's really impressing. When you, when picking up Cam Newton and just the way he spread this ball around, and it's not just a Derrick Henry focused offense. He's killing it. He's spreading around effectively in the passing game. His running game has been – they almost split their carries between him and, and, and Mostart. It's incredible. And then when I look at the defense, when it comes to stats, they're not that great, right? That's fine. But they're getting turnovers, and they're getting positions to where he doesn't have to throw the ball so much, and he's getting favorable punts on his side of the field. Now, also, when I look at the schedule, he – you know, finishing third, I believe – was it third or was it fourth? Finishing third – Got him the better games coming into the next season, right? Because that's how that works. Sure. And then playing the playing the NFC East, and you, you know you're playing Giants and you're playing the Cowboys, right? You're gonna get some games there, and then you got Adele, and he has Weed next, as far as the schedule is concerned. But he's already blown out the other side of the AFC and NFC East. He has a a really good win over Aston. He has a, a really good win over Pat. He blew Steelers out. He's he's beating the top teams. He's gonna um, beat the Colts next week because Jake has no killings. So I'd be sh- no be shocked if Jake wins that. Even though Jake got in that S week eight, forty seven thirty. The Pat game will be tough. I think Pat comes out swinging this time. I don't think it's gonna be so one sided. Um, the way he matches up against Weed, I think he's gonna end up blowing Weed seed out, and that's just my take here. It's not gonna be close. The same with Adele. The way he matches up against the, the way Adele runs his teams. He has no no problems beating the Texans, and he's definitely going to beat the Dolphins. Um, Fifteen and one is not a stretch, and and seeing him in the Super Bowl again is not a stretch. It's a tough seeing road. You in the playoffs, yeah. Seeing you in the playoffs will be a great game again between you two, and maybe he can take Aston out. But man, like, yes, he's it, yes, it's it's an easy pick. But when you look at the way he's playing, it's incredible. You say the Titans are going fifteen and one. But I also said that you're going to be a tough out, so I didn't disrespect you, champ. Give me a break. Right. Just Thank come you. back to hearing this. I'm like, you better be saying the Jets are going 15 and one. I said that you're not. You're not going to roll over, and it's going to be a much better game than what you gave him the previous week when you guys played. He, he has four tough games coming up. I, I think it gets easier at the end of the season, week 16 and 17. But there's definitely his four testing games. Well, it's three. Though, I'm not yeah. I, the Colts game. He should dog walk Jake without killings. He should. He should. But you know, he's still. If things go right for Jake early and he has confidence in the game, I don't know that having killings gone matters. If things don't go well, he will dog walk. Him. Yeah, so my only take, my only negative take from him is he blitzes a lot. He's mm-hmm. probably one of the most high percentage users when it comes to blitzes. If we were to break down his percentages, like in a fucking pie chart or some shit, he blitzes probably about 70% of the time. That's going to cost him when he, when he when the playoffs, man. Or somebody's going to finally pick up on that. And really exploit his ass for that. But it's been effective for him so far. I wish the motherfucker would blitz me because I eat that ass up. I yeah, did. I mean, he, he he does a good job. You, unless you play him enough, like, he doesn't make it look like he's blitzing you all the time. He's not someone who just comes out and, like, this. Emoji oh, it's not, it's yeah. not Glenn. Yeah, right. Where you just, it's so it's blatantly like, obvious what's coming. You just adjust. Yeah, and, like, oh, you're clearly blitzing. Let me just, you know, switch to a different play here or just do, like, 
and get through it. Like he doesn't do that. Like he he does hide it. He does make it harder to see. So you second guess it, but yeah, he is getting to the point where he's doing it so much that like even if it doesn't look like a blitz, you can start to kind of always play that the blitz is coming and then adjust right. from there. Yeah, but it's not like it's just you know safety sitting back to everyone else in the box and you can do whatever you want if you know it's coming. So or not, I mean cornerback sitting back a little bit. And, I mean, there's those telltale signs, right? The game, it's still a video game, so you can only disguise so much. Moji's really good about that, too, but there's only so much that you can disguise. You, you tend to know when the blitz is coming, regardless. Yeah. That's, I do see your point, though. Yeah. Also, we are looking for an intern for the podcast to start making pie charts. The podcast <laughs> pie charts will be fire, so we are That'd looking cool, for someone man. for that. Um, moving on, we will go to the cold slice, so hand me one of those, and I will let Reed go first. I appreciate that, man. So my close slice is a little interesting this time, um, and I'm not going to go with, like, the obvious guy, right? I was going to get on the Vikings, and then I was like, you know what? He's no. one too straight. Yeah, he's one too straight. And I was going to go back to my Raiders pick, but then I was like, again, that's too easy. And then there's the Giants, right? I'm going to save the Seahawks for Pat because I know Pat's got a whole <laughs> not my cold, They aren't my cold slice, but, yeah. You oh, can... okay. Well, again, I, I still have my options, man, but I'm going to go with Kansas mine, City. Yeah, you I'm... stole mine, you fucker. i watched his last two games and he is absolutely atrocious and it's so bad and i pm'd him after his game and i said please give me mahomes please he just beat aston you do realize that right yeah but there's a lot more to look at just uh, pretend we recorded before that game and do the cold based on the i didn't they played it just happened yeah they played all right fine that's great still doesn't change the fact that he's my coastlines I didn't know that he beat Aston. I haven't caught up on what's on the most recent recent of the league here. I'm, I'm I have my daddy leagues open, but I didn't see that. But regardless, man, he's 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 lost games that he should have won. And the way he's playing the last two games that I saw, absolutely atrocious. I'm surprised he beat Aston. 35 24. I have him I have Glenn beating him next week. So yeah, let's we'll see. Let me add on to this a little bit. So since they were gonna be mine, I have notes on it. The last four weeks, he lost to the Titans, Broncos, Texans, Chargers. He then beat the Broncos after that. But that is from his week seven bye week. So in the five games he played before that, he threw four picks and had one loss to me. In the Titans game, he threw two picks. The Broncos, he threw three. Texans, three. Chargers, three. He lost all those games. He's just throwing picks with Mahomes again. He's throwing it right at people, though. So before that... When he went on that four and one spree to start the season, we were all high on him. It was because he just wasn't. He threw four picks in five games. Like he, that's why he was winning games. And two of those were in the, the shootout versus me. So he, he really threw two picks in four games, and that's why he won all four of those games. He's not just throwing picks again. If he can figure that out, he can turn the the ship around. And maybe he did versus the Broncos. I still think he had two picks in that last game, but yeah. I mean, to sit him in three games straight now. Two picks. The the coldest team in the league, right? Like, I had some others that, that we could talk true. about, but okay, who's your cold slice thing? Because I don't know how you get colder than what the Chiefs have after going four and one, ending up five and five. All right, how miserable. about a team that's dropped four straight games, and three of those are teams he should have beat? No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I had the, the Bills were <laughs> oh, had, no. had three teams. The Chiefs, the Bills, and the Falcons were the Don't three cold teams. So the Bills, yeah, last four. Let's hear about it. So how are the Falcons your cold team? 
They lost their last they two. Dropped the two they dropped two straight. That's cold. They lost to the Rams and the Panthers. Like, two in their last games. Two, like, okay. Do, all right, so do you understand what a cold slice is, right? So a no, cold do, slice, absolutely. it oh, comes out of the slice. oven hot, right? I so do. it's it's hot, and then it cools off. And now losing two is, is the cooling off process. And, and the, Bills, the Bills get thrown straight in the freezer, the so let's just hear about that. Well, they yeah. were like a microwave pizza that you had to heat up first. But he did beat you, Pat, so I don't. I, what does that say about you? Yeah, that, that was when he was still hot. That's when he No, he was 0-2 walking into that game. Yeah, he was. He hadn't cooled down that. Okay, that was his microwave. Like That was a microwave slice. Right. He, 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 heated, up he heated that ass up. Then he played me. Lost by a field goal in overtime. A great game. He beat the Browns, beat the Bears. Again, two teams he should have beat. Hit his bye week in week seven. Since that point, he has lost to the Patriots, 42-35. to Lost to the Dolphins, 28-11. to Lost to the Steelers, which is acceptable. Lost 24-18. to And then he lost to the Ravens, 27-24. With... The backup quarterback starting because Lamar had to sit because of rushing violation. He plays the Lions next, plays the Patriots, the Raiders. Like, these next three games are games he should win again, and I have no faith that he's going to do that, right? He's not playing well. Teams run the ball all over him. He struggles to stop the run. You run halfback dives for eight yards a pop against him, and he said himself, <laughs> like, he just can't stop the run, and teams can do whatever they want. Uh, the Lions are going to run the ball. They have that new X-Factor rookie, right? So he's going to come out and pound the rock. The Patriots love to pound the rock. Uh, the Raiders love to pound the rock. And then he plays me. And, you know, I don't really love to pound the rock. But at that point, his season's going to be well over. And how checked in is he going to be? So he plays me. Then he plays the Packers and then the Vikings. I, I, they all run the ball. He's in tank mode, man. He's got to be in tank mode already. He's re- looking at, uh, looking ready for the draft. And he's not playing well. And I can see that trend continuing. So... He is my cold slice, losing four straight against teams that he probably shouldn't have. The Steelers game is the only game that I could say is an acceptable loss. Losing to the Ravens with the backup quarterback is bad. Losing to the Dolphins, losing to the Patriots, those are not good losses. Um, so he is my cold slice, and I did not see at any point JP being 3-7 and seven during one of these seasons when we no. started this cycle. Did not see it. Look at the schedule. Look, this, he, had, he had a very it's favorable schedule. It's a cake schedule. schedule, bro. He had a very favorable you schedule. You lose to the Bengals week one. Good for Andy, but that's not a good loss either. You lose to my like if you're gonna split with your division opponents, fine, that's cool. He's zero and four right now. It should be uh, seven and three would have still been to me a stretch, like unsuccessful because this schedule is very, very favorable. It's for him, cupcake, man. man. He did not. He's he did not get it done. So yeah, you gotta go ahead and. and get some guys some XP. Try to get a couple devs from mid season and go ahead and wrap it up, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't see him turning this around. And we talked about a little bit earlier about how his cap and all the guys he has to resign, the holes oh, he's going to have, he's yeah, in bad shape. So That B-plus one is not looking good, right? It is not looking good at all. So he's going to have a lot of holes. Uh, we'll see what happens with him in the offseason. But we will move on to our Little Caesars, a.k.a. the Pretender. Um, I will let Paco first. Who is your Pretender? So I've talked about this. I think they've been my pretender the past two weeks on the Lost Files. But the Bengals. And I just want to bring up more because I've been saying they're a pretender when they it's were 4-1 and one or whatever they were before. Right. And now he's 5-5. Now he's five and five. He's dropped four straight since the last time we recorded. And when he was going to a bye week at 4-1 and one, or 3-1. and one. He lost to the Patriots. He lost to the Texans. I mean, yeah, we were saying the Steelers are good. He beat the new Browns. But then he loses to the Panthers, forty-one seventeen, and then loses to the Saints. Like he can't win a game to save his life right now, and it's exactly what I said it was because early on 
his defense was somehow only letting up average of 12 points a game. In a few weeks, that's now 20. And it's going to get worse, and he doesn't score enough to win games. And so he's been a pretender this whole time. You were all high on him. And I said earlier in this podcast, I'd like him to get a playoff run to see what it's like and maybe make win a game or two. But he's just, the games he's been dropping, and then he has to go play the Steelers again. And he plays the Jets and the Bucks, And then Ravens, Dolphins, Falcons. So maybe he gets two wins to finish out the, it goes seven and, what was it, nine, seven and nine? Like, that, it, yeah, he's been the biggest pretender if, if we go to look back at what it was four or five weeks into the season until he lost to the Patriots, which was right when we recorded the last one. That 41-13 to 13 loss, it's been nothing since then, except for beating the Browns. Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was high on him. I would say rooting, were high rooting him. for just him. Because no one, rooting just for him. no one's going to hear it doesn't mean you can take back what you said. Rooting for him and, and being <laughs> on the bandwagon is very uh, different than expecting him to be a playoff team. Very different. Very different. Um, I will go next. I know it's a team that you are both in love with. Maybe Reed not so much, but Pat loves him. The Atlanta Falcons. I thought you were going to say the Bears. No. Oh, no. He's been a pretender. (laughs) You're just a dope. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the Falcons. They're super one-dimensional, right? So, like, the guy Carter's having a good year. You know, 22 touchdowns to 18 picks. He's throwing a lot of picks late. Uh, when we looked at this last week, it did not have that many picks. I think he was still in single digits. He may have had nine. Um, but this team goes as Julio Jones can carry them, right? He's got 41 catches, 900 yards, 901 yards, and nine touchdowns. Number two is Ridley with 40 catches, so one less catch. He has 518 yards. It's almost 400 yards of difference and five less touchdowns. He has four touchdowns for Ridley. And his leading receiver is his running back, McKee, who has 57 catches for 460 yards. So this team goes where Julio Jones can carry them. If teams start doubling Julio Jones and make him spread the ball out elsewhere, I think he is going to struggle. They are the 32nd ranked run offense in the league. They average less than 70 yards per game. Okay, defensively, 14th in points, not bad, pretty middle of the pack. They're 25th in yards and 27th in passing yards. So when you face some of these good high-power offenses that you're going to see down the stretch and in the playoffs, when you run into the Bucks and the Cardinals and the Eagles that love to throw the ball, he's in trouble. Especially if they have a good defense and know how to take Julio out of the game and some of the better users in the league will game plan around Julio, believe me. Absolutely. Yeah. He is going to struggle. This team is not ready. It's impressive with what Kelly has done so far. It's definitely an improvement over what we've seen from him the first two seasons of this cycle. He's playing a lot better, but he is not there yet, and I know he's been getting a lot of love lately. I am here to take that back down a notch. Let's let's walk that back a little bit. He is not ready to make a big run yet. Yes, it is great to see him improve, but he is not there. He is a pretender. It blows my mind how, like, clockwork, if you go to look at a game where you someone loses that you think should win, they have three I, picks. Can guarantee, I can guarantee you their quarterback gets set. Mm-hmm. And the loss of the Panthers, Carter set. Lost to the Rams, Carter set. The game he almost lost the Steelers, he had two picks. He was, you know, on the cusp of doing it. Right, if he throws that third, he probably loses. <laughs> yeah. But then you look at when he goes to beat the Bucks, a game that should be an even game. Maybe you say he's losing. He throws three touchdowns and one interception. It's crazy how much just throwing picks, just throwing picks decides everything. 
Yeah. You know, like you come out and you start you th- you throw three picks, you you don't win those games. Unless the other team's just doing the same thing back to you. Right. But like you just don't win those games. And this guy's sitting here seven and one going into that Rams game. He easily should have been nine and one going to the Saints week twelve, and he's not. You know, he's seven and three now. And has his confidence has to be low. You have a rookie quarterback that you got confident with, but then you throw eight picks in three weeks. Like you have to go into these Saints that just came off a win, thinking a little bit different about how you're going to play the game. Yeah, I agree. I think that the struggle bus is coming, and he's going to hop aboard. So <laughs> we will move on to Toff. Who is your biggest pretender? So we had the last previously uh, our last pod. I had Carolina, and if you look at it now, five and five, they are the pretenders. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. I am not impressed whatsoever with the Steelers. He had the benefit of being third place last in 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 the North last season. So he's going to get an easier schedule. He's not going to play the top tier teams at the moment, right? Come out of the division games. Um, and he's got us, um, coming off. He started off one and two and he had a, a bye week week four and he picked up four wins against teams that I'm not impressed with. He, he had some repressive wins against those teams, two of them. And the other two, he barely escaped by, right? When it comes to this guy and him having that molt, that just horrible collapse of winning eight straight, being high, talking shit in chat, and then dropping eight straight and not hearing from him at all, I am not surprised here with these last six if he loses all six. Whoa. He may, <laughs> he may come out. He may come out nine he, and seven. There's no way he's dropping all six games. Um, this Bengals is not a pushover. He barely beat him last time, I, and it's going to be in Cincinnati. And I know that you, whenever I say home games, you always take a smart. But if you look, if you make a pie chart for our <laughs> podcast, and we put home games, teams win more home games than they lose away games. That's just, just what it is, right? He's got Bengals. This Browns user, you just said it yourself, man. I like this kid. I, kid, I can't say kid. I like this guy. I like the way he plays. It's very different. It's not very, lobby. very RPO based. It's yeah, and that's fine, right? It's not like really lobby. It's where you're like, what the no, fuck? No, he's not just, just lob and pray, which is great. Yeah, it's. It, I like I'm it. glad. I I agree with you. I'm glad that there is a different style of offense in yes. in the league now. Yes. It did feel very different, and it wasn't in a cheesy way. So I was very happy yeah. about that. I wasn't upset. I wasn't like, yo, what the fuck is this, man? This is pissing me off. No, and you know what? There's gonna be a game where that shit's gonna work. Where Madden's gonna make the AI. On the other side of the ball, do stupid shit. So where those RPOs are super effective, where those screens are super effective. I'm not going to stroke his dick too much, but what I'm saying is when he plays against the Steelers, he may have that luck. Panthers are going to beat him. I love Glenn. Glenn's going to beat him. He's definitely going to use to lose to you, and I'm beating that ass too. There's a good chance that he loses this last six. He's a pretender. So I just want to, you know, I, I, I built a quick pie chart in my head. There's mm. only eight teams with a losing home record in the league right now. Look at that. But 25% of the league has a losing record at home. Look at that. And those are all just bottom tier teams, Vikings, Lions, Seahawks. Which makes sense, right? So but even like the Texans are 3 and 2 at home. You know, the the Browns are 1 and 1 6. Raiders are 1 and 5, but it's just those few bottom tier teams. The Bills 3 and 7, they're 2 and 2 at home. You know, so let's like, say go ahead. I thought you were done. No, I'm just saying like it, there's definitely some sort of realistic stat to what you're saying yes the the virtual fake crowd 
in Cincinnati is going to be fired up this week for Bengals Steelers. And there's going to be a couple of false starts, I think, for the Steelers that are really going to mess him up. Like it's just going to be oh bad. God. It Cincinnati is a tough place to play. That crowd is raucous. They go Let wild. Let me finish. You're a troll. Let me finish. Let's say he he wins a couple of those games and he gets in the playoffs, ten and six maybe, right? Because he's going to lose to me. He's going to lose to you. He's going to drop one more game. Ten and six. He's getting his ass blown the fuck out in the playoffs. There's no possible way that he wins a game. He's gonna get a wild card game. Then it'll be a home game because he'll win. He'll win the North. You you see that game on your schedule when you're circling your fucking calendar and you're looking at your chops because you know you probably just got your first red zone playoff win. Or if you're a vet that's skinning in there, sneaking in there, you know you're gonna get this guy out of here quick. Right. I think the more telling thing is if you look at who he's played so far, the top two users on the sticks that he's played is Rock and is Ian Johns. And he got blown out in both of them. He lost 30 to 6 to Rock in week one, and he lost 45 to 3 to the Chargers in week three. So those are clearly the two best guys on the sticks. Uh that he has played so far to this point this season, and he got killed by both. And I think that's pretty telling. Because the Chargers are only 5-5. Five and five. It's not like they're off to some crazy start, right? You know, obviously the Titans are steamrolling everyone, but Ian Johns got in that ass pretty good. And I think that that is a trend and will kind of relate to what you're talking about about him in the playoffs. So what can you say about the BM game then, him winning 34-0? B- we talked about it earlier. BM, when you your offense is successful when you run the ball and just lob it as far as you can and pray your guy jumps up and catches it, you're going to have games where you get blown out, right? Tua went, I think Tua was two of six or three of six for like 15 yards and three interceptions had to get pulled. So he got pulled very quickly. When you force the ball, and like John's got a good secondary, that defense is good. He is not a team you could just force throws on. You have to be safe and you have to be smart and take what the defense gives you against him I, I will say that his defense is good and bm's not that kind of player bro he's he's gonna just come out and do what he does regardless of who's lined up against him and the the sealers are a bad matchup for him right now getting shut out is a whole different story but i i don't like do we trust bm is bm an elite user i don't think so mm-hmm. Well, no, oh, he won. He won a ring, right? So that's it. You guys said he won a ring. Really, he's no, elite. no, no, no. He's not an elite user. Right? He's no, I. He's a good user. Yeah, yeah. But, that's fair. But he's not elite, right? He no. he's in. You know, he's not top ten. He's above that. Yeah, no. He he's top twenty, but he's not top ten, right? So I I think that's a bad matchup and why he was able to take advantage because BM's style plays right into what King John wants to do defensively. So I I think that that's why that Whoa. score was the way it was. Called him king this time. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that Queen John reference you had it fucking popped me, bro. It was good. Yeah. I that know. was such a good podcast, man. I can't believe that. All right. Good. Moving on. <sighs> we will move on to the extra cheese slice. Do any of you have anything cheesy? Go mm, ahead, Pat. No. Nothing. I crossed Nothing it out. That? I'm not sure why. You, I think I moved it to a different slice. You crossed it out. Wow. Okay, we'll move on. Sicilian slice. Who got whacked? I had a cheese slice. You, you kind of... All right. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll find uh, one. I'll, just come to me a second. I'll figure something out. Not prepared at all. I am. I just... I guess I moved something around and Moji made me get on this call and I wasn't 
I missed one slice, all right? So I've watched a lot of games the last couple of days because I've been teleworking. So I probably have seen the majority of the games played, right? And I've noticed maybe a small cause for concern, I guess. Not a cause for concern, but just like, okay, halfback dive has been fucking killing it. I don't know. There's a a glitch if you didn't know. Legit, are you saying that or are you just fucking with me? No, I forget who it was. It may have been... Who was it? Someone brought up a halfback dive glitch years ago. Dude. It was White Craig. Was it White Craig when he when first he, got when here? When he first joined the league. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a credible source then. No, not at all. I'm, I'm trolling you. And Uh-oh. White Craig. Top probably watched a few of my games and, you know, I just get like seven yards of carry on it. So he just. It's been, it's been working. It's getting, guys are getting six, seven yards a pop and guys are, are, are looking at that and they're doing it every other drive. They're not doing it. And I'm telling you, guys are, are running that play. It's become the new inside zone out of shotgun. It's lining up and have back diving, getting a good amount of yards on it. It's kind of cheesy. But. Is it cheesy, though, when you see a lot of guys cha-cha slide their line all over the place? And when you... What, when you, what run doesn't work? Right. I mean, if, if you are have a good old line, like a lot of these runs will work unless teams are coming out specifically trying to stop it. I mean, uh, when I, I see I guys... Can ten, I can get a 10-yard run on you on a stretch in the inside zone. A no, counter, a fucking no. halfback dive. Look at Cat. Look at Cat's terrible offensive line, and Cat can get ten yards on a halfback dive. I feel like if I look up Cat's rushing stats right now, there's no way I'm, anyone should be scared of it. I'm absolutely. I'm also sure there's plenty of instances where Cat runs dives and gets blown up in the backfield, and you're just leaving those plays out because they don't oh, stand sure. out to you. So, sure. right, sure, sure. His running backs are averaging three point eight yards a carry. Where's my ladder? Which is good. It's not yeah, bad. It's not bad. But he also runs the ball a lot. And it's, you know, he, he's kind of like BM in a way where... He's also, he's also going to get Chris Carson, you know, suspended if he doesn't start moving some carries around. But Got DK in the fucking slot. Right. So the catch is just a whole clusterfuck of things. Is there anything else cheesy? Nah, I'm good. I'm glad halfback dive was the thing you made us go back for. So, Thank you. I mean... Probably super cheesy. Yeah, now halfback dive is cheesy. I just don't like. I don't see like. That's really your cheesy run. You think that's the the threatening run? I just think that it's it's super effective, and it's gonna, it's gonna point now where it's it's kind of it's kind of cheesy. So it's like it's like running inside zone on yeah, the goal so line. Which run hasn't been called cheesy? Now inside zone's been cheesy. It's like, I didn't make that comparison, cheesy. and I also yeah, like, made that comparison before. It's become the new halfback dive. I'm not speaking a different language here. I'm making sense. You're gonna watch. You're gonna play a game. Someone's gonna run halfback dive on your ass. You're gonna be like, please God, do. Is right. Please Talk do. Is right. I hope people. I am praying. I hope people run on me all the Talk way down the field. Fucking right. Why please would you it. want that? What are you talking about? No, because eventually, and eventually, you're and gonna mess up. Because when you when the quickly whatever I stretch score, has been ridiculous. They run and all they want. They aren't touching me. The stretch Please was run. so effective that it got nerfed. Inside zone is hasn't been nerfed, but it's still super stretch, effective. When you play, stretch has not got nerfed. Stretch did get nerfed. What are you talking not, about? Stretch got no, fucking nerfed no, like no, a no, motherfucker. Eats. What? Yeah, get a better running back. Bro, stretch got nerfed. 
inside zone is super effective. You watch a lefty game and count how many times his ass runs inside fucking zone. Count how many times he runs everything. It's what he does. He runs the most vanilla, blatant, like, repetitive offense in the league. It's boring to watch. I fucking hate watching Packers games. I'm not watching a Packers game to watch him run dives. No, thank you. He doesn't run dives. He runs inside zone. All right. Go ahead. Let's make this up, well, please. don't tell him to run dives because then he'll be even better. Yeah. I, I do the same. I, I cycle like five different run plays, and I run the ball like 30 times a game, and they all work. All Because you're cheesy. Oh, it's not, nothing's cheesy when you run five different types of runs. That's pretty cheesy in itself right there. That's cheese, bro. You just said you, you said you didn't say run. You said you run. You have five running plays that you cycle. No, no, I didn't run say running plays. I said, yes, you did. I said, run, said five no, running plays. I, what I meant was I run five different styles. It not matter what you run. meant. It's not what you said. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you say. What I'm saying is they all work. Every single one of them. Cheesy, bro. <laughs> all right. I'm, we're moving on. I, oh God, I need to get a I mute have button five here. five plays. Yeah, we I know have. you have five plays, Pat. <laughs> five moves of doom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> five rushing, five passing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Moving on. Simple. Sicilian slice. Who got whacked? Do you guys have one? I have well, to I, think- I have to give a shout out. No, no, no. I'm going to go first. And, you oh. know, it was going to be, it was going to be, you know, Beating Glenn 43-0, that's pretty bad. But there's just something. Something about beating BM and putting 55 on his head that just brings a smile to my face. 55-17, to 17 and his 17 were off of lobs. It wasn't pretty, and he certainly got whacked. He's been getting wrecked. Okay. Also, Cad is probably a contender to get whacked every week. Romesu's blown him out twice now with a backup quarterback. It's pretty ugly. You guys have one that you want to talk about? Yeah, mine was BM2 getting whacked 34 to nothing against the Steelers. Again, big smile was on my face at that. Yep, love to see it. At the time of the podcast, getting whacked by you. And then, shit. I mean, coming off of that bye week again before the podcast was dropped, he got whacked by the Packers. He's getting tore the fuck up. When he loses, he loses bad. And when he wins, he he wins decently. You know, there's no middle ground with him. Nope. Yeah, it's not good. Mine is uh, me and Toff's prediction from the Lost Files is dead. The Bears oh. will not go 12-4. and four. Oh, it broke my heart so much, man. Yeah, we knew that. I told you idiots this last week. He's not... He's not consistent enough, and he is not good enough for him to ever... Go twelve and four. He will never go twelve and four unless Manz moves in. That's the only way. Oh, man, he with, his birthday. So he's probably partying. Yeah, it is. Right it now. is his birthday. Happy birthday, beat! You probably will yeah, never hear this. I'll see you on Friday. But with death comes new life. Oh, here we go. The Bears will now go ten and six. <laughs> That's not. This isn't even the segment we're on. Yeah. You're saying your prediction got whacked? <laughs> now we're just going to move. So you you literally just moved the goalpost 10 yards up because you couldn't hit the field goal from where you were. That's what you just yeah. did. All right. Cool. Yeah. No one heard the other one. The bet didn't count because you didn't release it. So I will release that play. segment. I have that segment. Um, There's the best segment you still haven't released. Oh, well, we so, need. by the way, we need to talk about anything. that segment. It won't was, be the same. It doesn't matter. I like 10 and 6, though, Pat. I agree with you, man. Yeah, exactly, right? Lefty in the Jets, man. He can win the rest of those games. He's not. Know, why he do you guys do this every time? He's not good. Him all weekend. 
You're not, because I'll be there, and I'm not going to let this happen. He's not good. He's losing to the Packers. He's losing to the Dolphins. He's losing to the Jets, and he'll probably lose to the Cowboys. He's losing to the Packers and the Jets, and that's it. He's not. He. The problem with with Ian and I love him to death, but he's so inconsistent. Well, yeah, when you take phone calls mid game, like yeah, it's tough. But he's never going to be good enough to win at twelve games. It's not going to happen. And like no, again, tough. again, we we went from a position where he was winning anywhere from one game to like six games seemed to be his ceiling, right? And now we've kind of upped that ceiling a little bit higher. We raised it. His floor moved up a little bit, right? So his now he's anywhere from four wins to like eight wins, maybe nine wins if he has a really good year. But he's also not in a good division. He was fortunate to win against Lefty early on. I'm pretty sure that was a sim. And then he beats up on the rest of his division mates who are not good. They win two to four games every year, the two of them. And sometimes not even that. So like... It's not impressive. He's not going to beat these outside teams. Yeah, he'll beat the Giants, who also can't get out of their own way. He's not beating the Dolphins. He's not beating the Packers. Talk about how much beat sucks. Beach sucks. Beach Beach is awful, but Beach doesn't care. He's winning at life. He's so busy. He doesn't give a shit. And is he winning at life? Like, I I don't. I don't know. That's that's what he says. So, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Giants. We're not at that segment. Is that a segment? The giant segment? I like, know. are we are we Jake's podcast now, where we have the fucking Beach Brother line? Like, no, what, what type of bullshit is this? My bad. All good. You don't have to like make a re grand re entrance when you do when you come back. Yes, he, yes, he does. No. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. No, I don't think so. Anyway, I want to move on. We're not talking about the Bears anymore. This is dragging on way too long. Are we still there? Yeah. Moving on to the vegan slice. Ten and six. Ten and six. Who is your vegan? vegan? Toph, who's your who's your vegan? Pat, go ahead. Thank you. OG, go ahead. Are you guys kidding me? Pat had the Seahawks. I was waiting for that. It's still not my slice. What, what the slice hell? are they for? We're not doing yeah. a deep dive on the Seahawks. Uh, no, not, not I really want to hear this, man. So my and uh, listen i love all forms of media i respect it i appreciate it and i think he's done a great job with what he's done but when you request videos and you don't get as many as you'd like and you kind of do it late right right before everyone's about to play the next week and you get a couple clips and you don't get a ton and then at the end of your video you say thank you and shout out for people you tell the rest of the league to suck your balls. You change your title in the chat to suck your suck my balls. Like that's just that's just pussy shit. Like you're that butt hurt. No one sent you videos. And like I get it. I'm all for media and all for participating. But I don't like go into each game and like oh let me go clip this play. Like if I don't have to, it's not something I've done ever. I don't like post clips in the chat all the time. It doesn't happen. So like I'm not just gonna automatically flip that switch. And get in the mindset of, oh shit, I need to clip this. Oh shit, I need I to clip that too. Exact I need, same view as you. I need to so. clip that as well. Like that, it's it's a big change for me to now go do something that's extra work for me and extra work for you. And again, I respect what you're doing, and I think it's great for the league. But let's let's not throw a hissy fit next time when people don't uh, give you exactly what you want. That's being a petulant child, and you know your parent tells you no in the store and you start stomping your feet and jump to the floor because you didn't get your way that's pretty you soft love, you love digging into weed but no, I, agree. I, I agree i agree with you like i've never been someone to take 
I've never but made a clip in my life outside of the one Hail Mary. I barely ever go watch the clips afterwards unless it's just like some random play I wanted to look at again, like a touchdown I thought was a touch, like something like that. Like, so yeah, for this is the same thing. Like when I'm finishing a game at twelve thirty and trying to go right to bed. Yeah, I'm going to bed. I don't. I just don't. I don't even think about it. I I, yeah. I leave the game and I I just I hit exit from those clips. And, and that's it. I, that game's over. Then like twenty minutes later, I'm like, oh shit. He wanted it, and like, yeah, I feel bad. Like, I want these. You, th- you, cool you think about it, yeah. It's, like, a, gra- it's, a, gr- it's a great, it's a great, great idea. idea. I, I like it. I wish there was an easier way for us to go get clips after the game, like the next morning. Like, he gets in a reminder, be like, okay, get- yeah, but they're not, not as good. Like, yes, we could go do that, but it's nowhere near as good as clips as you can get from getting the highlight reel. And I had a bye week that first week, so I don't want to hear any shit at all. So, so suck I. my balls. <laughs> Tough, it's on you. No, I, to touch on the weed thing again, right? It's to me, and I love weed, man. He's it's fucking awesome. But to me, when he goes in chat and screams about it, it's just like, hey, Adele, look, I'm trying to do something and no one's participating with me. You know, like, come on, man. Just, you're not going to get your clips. No one's going to, you know, every now and then you may get a couple clips. I, I, I realized that after the fact that I probably should have done something. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, just Pat just said, right? But yeah. No, we need to throw a fucking fit and tell people to suck your dick and be all mad about it, bro. Like, if it's your project and if there's something that you want to do and you're taking the issue to do it, that's all great. Go to go to go to Twitch and and clip this some is, shit. This is the exact same thing that we kind of said about Lefty with his project. No, 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 year. totally different. That's totally it's different because the other one's way easier. That's bare. The, the coach's poll is bare minimum. Yeah, the least you can do same, outside of tweet. It's the same thing that he wasn't really doing anything. And then was complaining and getting other people to go complain for people not going into it. Right, and I stuck up for Lefty I, on that I, I, because it's so it, easy. Yeah. This is it, a little it, bit more involved. The and way he had it set up, The way he had it set up was bullshit. He could have made it much easier, but yeah, it is easy. Um, but yeah, it, this is more of like it's... A lot of people don't do clips. There are four or five guys in this league that probably clip everything from every game. Because yeah. they make their own videos and they do that stuff, and then it's easy for them to send it in. Your tickles and, and whatnot. I just... Right, I have never done ever, that. and I and I got the clip, best clip of the week this week. And guess what? Now that I went on this rant, he's never going to show a Jets clip for the rest of the season. So I should probably <laughs> just stop sending them. I sent him like six clips today. I'm not going to see but one of them. Also, understand where it is a cool idea. I do like the idea of doing these highlight reels, but for him to have to then go watch everyone stream and try to build it himself is impossible. I agree. So, you know, yeah. I totally happens. agree. So he he does need the help of the league. And it would be great if everyone did it, but it's really a training process. There's so a way to go about it. I would I would like to see him not just do this for this season and keep it going and let it build over a few seasons and maybe start True. to train us. True. Because all of us will learn to do new things that we're 100%. You got to read just, the room, though, right? You got to read the yeah. room. Because if but you if look at other media where if it's media that you have to be intuitive to other people, it hasn't been successful. So you really can't get mad at somebody when you do something that's even more time extended. Right. Know, and you, you say it the week before you're ready to start and you only get a couple clips. It's like, dude, like room, you man. can't expect everyone to just, you know, get that to you immediately. It's, it's, it's a new thing that honestly, I probably would have forgotten about it that first game. I'm glad I had a bye week, but you know, and, and it's, it's the way you go about it afterwards. And the way he handled it is, is the problem I had. I thought it was super, there's, there's super weak. There's guys in this league that like you look at left year, maybe a few others that Literally just squeezing in their game time is a lot. To then spend 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes after the game, 
clipping and doing and then downloading and then sending. Bro, we have guys who don't tweet. We have guys who don't send 40, take the 40 seconds to a minute and a half to tweet. And now you want them to go clip things. It's not going to happen. But I do like this idea of these. Oh, it's a great idea. I love it. And if he does want to keep doing it, I don't think it'd be a horrible thing for Adele or one of the commissioners to make mandatory. For everyone to clip the plays. I think the way. The best way for him to handle it is to find a buddy or two and kind of create a little group. And if you don't get a lot of submissions from people on your own, now you have a little team with you that can go out and clip shit from other people's Twitches. And you say, hey, you go look at these couple of games and you go look at these couple of games and you can kind of fast forward and see when the score changes. Because, right, how many non-scoring plays are we seeing? It's not a lot. Right and yeah, it's going to be a bitch, and it's a little bit more of an involved project. So maybe, yeah, the- maybe you do it over a longer span and say, hey, maybe it's every few weeks we'll get the things out. It doesn't have to be every week. I, I don't. There's different ways to go about it, and I love the idea. Again, I think it's a great idea. But the the thing is too is like say people you did just have people clip the top play because Madden only gives you certain plays anyway, and they're all the scoring plays and interceptions and stuff. Right. Say people just have to have to clip those. I'm pretty sure he can just go find these guys clipped videos afterwards on his own. Like, people don't have to send them to him. So then there's just a database for him to, every few weeks, go grab clips and look at them real quick and see what he wants. I think if we, if people like the idea and these videos are successful, and you know, I hope a few more people do send them in, I'm going to try to. But if it is cool, I, I wouldn't be against it being kind of like a semi-mandatory thing to save clips to your Xbox account. So someone could do this because it is a cool thing to be able to show. It's super easy when you're the away team, by the way, because if you're not streaming, then you could just double tap and hit X. So that's why I had so many clips today. It was super easy. I wasn't streaming. But when you're streaming, it doesn't let you do that. You then have to go into your stream and go in and make these clips yourself on Twitch. And it's super annoying when you could just clip it from your box and you're the away team. It's super easy. Then you have no excuse. After the game, you can go to the highlights and clip from there. Yeah, but it doesn't come out as good. Comes out like is it shit. really that much different than in game? Yeah, it is. There's no scoreboard. There's it's very different. Yeah, but no, it's different. It doesn't look as good. And how many people do that? Like, I don't go. There's plenty of games that's, where that's when the game's saying, over, I, I just do. back out and I don't go look at the clips. You think I'm sick? Of, I'm sick of taking all these fucking pictures that flash on the TV when I look at it like once, right? Like, who gives a shit? I don't care anymore. I have all the clips I need. Like, I'm now I'm cycling through a hundred of them. Like, I don't need any more clips. You know. I think we've done enough on this. I, I do like the idea. I'm oh, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. I'm not trying to diminish that in any way. I'm not trying to unmotivate him and make him not want to do it. It's a fantastic idea, and I love it. I think it's great. I've watched every video he's put out. But the way he handled it afterwards was my gripe and why he got my vegan slice. It's fair. All right, my vegan slice to White Greg for yeah. his, his take on this play-action complain he's kind of made a name for himself as just being someone who if something beats him is going to complain about it and it will just change erratically by what it does at least we had an award for that we do you've won it before the halfback dive thing early i don't know how you have it me i don't complain you don't complain in chat you text me you don't put in the chat exactly i'm smart i'm gonna start Um, i'm gonna start copying those Right, well, we'll stop sending them. But <laughs> this just whole like off anymore. This whole thing of like, oh, I played the Titans and he beat me with play action. Like, 
yeah, he has the best running back in the league. He's like, oh, but he wasn't a threat. All right, well, he stopped. You stopped him a few times, so he stopped running the ball and went play. Like, yeah, play action probably works a little better than normal. Get some pressure. Send some blitz. Like, you can beat that. Like, it's when people complain about things that can very easily be beat. It's annoying. Like, it's just to listen to him be like, "Oh, he beat me because he just did this." Like, well, why don't you do something to beat it? And he just goes on this rant, and I mean, no one credited him on it. Aston was just sitting there being Aston and just tearing him down. And I just, for someone to be like, you, you have to be losing to pay that much attention to what someone else is doing. That's and not, I that's never not necessarily it. true. I mean, I, I'm weird. I never do it. I don't look at what formations people are running, what they're doing, what defense. I'd never look at what defense they ran in the last play. I just don't give a shit. I can make my reads as it happens and I think people get in their own heads when they start to see all these things and then they just complain about it afterwards and they justify losing when they lost because they just didn't adjust or do anything or play good you know it's just I don't get it so I think that that wasn't even the worst thing White Greg said that day (laughs) you missed the whole I don't uh, read everything you missed the the call of duty debate What did he say in that? He was god off. I love you, White Greg, but you were god off on Call of Duty. We played zombies with him, me, JP, and Ernest. Oh, JP told me about that. Huh? And He's just a fucking drone. He was cheeks at, at zombies. And <laughs> so Ernest and JP were kind of giving it to him in chat, joking around. And his rebuttal was, well, if I sat around all day on my Xbox, I would be better at Call of Duty. And I was here for that. I think that is much worse than the play action debate. I was trying to keep it. I was trying to keep it to Madden here. Oh, yeah, I don't it, give a it, shit. It, it's in chat. It is. It is the worst take ever. Also, he's, he pretends he doesn't spend a lot of fucking time on this game. Right, and then he said, "See me in regular Call of Duty," and Aston pulled up his KDR, and it was cheeks. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't post mine, but I was like, if he's somehow worse than me, right? Played with me. I'm oh, horrible. Pat is terrible. He was barely better. Like barely. It's all right. I heard. Like, I heard Reed is I not very good worst. either. Whoa! Who said the that? They, they, with me. they call you Black Greg, just so you know. They we have White Greg <laughs> and you're Black Greg. Uh, from the one game I played with JP and fucking Ernest, uh, that they're talking about. You are Black Greg now. I hope you know that. No, it was one game. <laughs> I had just bought the game and I was fucking around. I was eating. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm Mo, just. You played, I, you played Warzone with me. It you was a long me, time ago. I don't know you if know we. I, it was a long time ago. What? Uh, it was this year. Yeah, it was like months ago, dude. I don't remember. Are you fucking kidding How me? is the new game? I downloaded it. I it's great. That's not why we're here. Like it, we're man. moving I on. Like I like it. What's next? <laughs> uh, Multitasking. We, so, we, <laughs> we have the Meat Lovers, a.k.a. Toph's Choice, left. We have a deep dish. And I don't know, what is your hot take about CAD? Like, where, where does this fit in, Pat? CAD is the hot take. All right, let's hear it. Yeah, let's go. Oh, well, now you fucked it up because I was going to start my hot take by saying Archer's going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. Now I buried the lead by saying Cad's actually my hot take. So. Well, Archer's. That's not believable because Archer's terrible. Is he? Yeah. Go, go, can we hear about Cad? I'm tired of hearing about Archer. Cad has ruined the Seahawks team. And he's. That's not incapable. a hot take. This better be it, good. No, the hot take is he's incapable of turning it around. And the fact that he played so good, and then he just 
I don't I don't even understand how he played good now. My hot take is how did he ever win games? Because he's now created an offense where he pays forty million dollars to three wide receivers, pays another forty million dollars to Russell Wilson. So eighty million, about thirty percent of his cap. He has Russell Wilson with a fifty four QBR throwing five touchdowns and nineteen picks on the season. It's bad. Like eighty million dollars to three wide receivers and a quarterback to throw five touchdowns and 20 picks through 11 games or 10 games. Yeah, this is the it's most not good. ridiculous thing. He has the 30, 30th best passing offense in the league using 30% of his cap. My same thing. You just take my same lineup. I spend less than half of just his wide receivers. 25% of what his actual cap expenditure is on his quarterback and three wide receivers. And they're horrible. So now he's sitting here. He has he has to completely... I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. He has to completely tear about the part of this team. Wilson has to go. Cooks has to go. He owes Lockett money forever. And I don't know why, because we talked about this before. He has... And I just blanked on the Metcalf. Metcalf sitting there. The only guy he's not paying crazy money, and it's still a lock. He's a first round pick, and he's not even using him. And everyone else gets paid on this team too. Like, and they're all old. He hasn't really brought in the young players yet. He has one or two. This Seahawks team is one that it's kind of a hard rebuild to begin with, or figure out when to rebuild. He's fucked. Here's the time. Yeah, no, he has two years left on Wilson and Cooks. He needs to move Wilson. What Cad has to do, he has to move out, and he started it last year after he lost in the uh, the championship game, right? So he trades away Wagner. But That's the wrong guy to move. I agree. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but what he has to do now, now it's over. You have to blow it up, and you have to get picks in the door. He has to start at the offensive line, and he has to build them up quickly. He has one good lineman that I would keep. It's his right tackle. He drafted last year, Connor Way. He's only 24. He's 71. He is losing confidence, so he's declining and regressing. He's not not doing well, so he's got the penalty against him. But, like, the rest of these guys need to go, and they need to go now. He does have a rookie left tackle that I would hold on to. He's only a 66 overall. It's not great. Uh, maybe you move this guy to guard if you want him to play. You can't have him on the outside playing tackle, especially on your blind side. He has to go. But, like, Russell Wilson needs to go. I, I would hold on to Jamal because he's so young. Uh, I'd probably move on from Lockett if you can swallow that penalty. I don't know what it's going to look like next year. Cooks has to go. Landon Collins was a terrible trade. He never should have went out and got that guy. It's a lot of money. Uh, he locked up Disley, which is good. I like Disley a lot. But, like, there's guys here that are going to be valuable. Like a James Bradbury. He's about to be 30. Go move him to a contender and go get a mid-round pick. Something like that. You know, there's, there's moves here to be made to clear some cap it's it's not going to be fixed in one season it's not he's some of these guys he's already locked up like chris carson great running back just resigned him i think so there's money locked up there i'm pretty sure he just resigned to lock it four years left on this deal yeah well you can't get rid of him anytime soon paying about 15 to 20 wilson has to be the guy i mean yeah but it's and russell has two years left on this deal so it's we would assume that it's a 30 million dollar cap penalty now it's not that next year but his contract is eighty-seven million dollar contract, eighty million signing bonus. Like, 
you do not get rid of him till the end of it. Like, there's not much space where you just clear. Look, that, you're dog shit with him, man. You're dog shit with him. You're winning really? two games you with him. To. So get rid of him. Go get a first round yeah. pick. You're dog shit I mean, with him. Go get the pick. It's only like he's been trying to get someone like behind him that's a little younger that like maybe he could not draft someone to move on. He has Andy Dalton sitting behind him. Right. He's paying him like seven million dollars a year. Uh-huh. Like I just it's not don't... good moves, man. When I had the Seahawks last cycle, I I'm, I moved Wilson for you drafted like, really well around this time, right? Well, yeah, I do. Normally, I do. Um, I moved Wilson around the same time frame, man. So it's possible to get a a, a a good first round pick to a team to get something for him, right? It's time to make that move. A hundred percent. There's teams in this league that are ready to compete that I think could use a Russell Wilson that may put yeah, them over the top. If he ends up in Tennessee, that's a great move. I don't know that he can afford him, but it's a great I move. Him. If, I'll take him. If you put him in Tampa Bay, it's a great move. If you put him in Pittsburgh, I think it's a great move. If you yeah. put him in Washington, I think it's a great move. Like, there's teams here that he would be a huge addition, obviously, and would put some of these playoff teams over the hump to the next level. And if you, I mean, to get two years out of Wilson at an elite level and give yourself a chance to go win one when you're kind of close, I think it's worth it. Very possible, too. Right. Because he doesn't have all his good abilities still. Right. And I don't think he's going to regret. He should regress, but he he's not. We're going to turn that off, probably. But, yeah. like, there, there's a market for him, and there will be a market, and I think that it's time because you have him right now, and he's not good. You're not winning games, and you might as well go get something for him while you still can because eventually you're not going to have him, and you're never going to have gotten anything for him, and you didn't win anything with him. So He's not going to, though. He's going to keep him. I'm sure he will. Yeah, He hasn't even pretended to I'd love to see him in Chicago is where I want to see him. But like this, I, I even look at it to the point of the O line. I didn't look at O line's awful. Had to it's pitiful. It's horrible. Atrocious. Like, Russell Wilson's been sacked twenty four times. I don't know. And, and you wonder why Cad rolls out every play. I wouldn't sit in that pocket either. Did we bully him? Did he stop rolling? I out? don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. Situationally now, like he, he did, he caved into the shit, man. Um. And he only rolls out now when there's like real pressure. So yeah. you know. And now and now Russell Wilson sucks. So like clearly what he was doing was cheesy, as we said. But he's bad. And so now he needs to build an O line that can actually get a pocket for whatever quarterback's gonna be there in the future. That's and figure it out. But the the money it's just not like he really is paying too much money to places where he can't afford to do it when you have an old line that can't block and you have you're paying all this money to players that can't even touch the ball. So it's just it's in bad shape. I don't think he turns it like my hot take is that he doesn't turn it around. So hey, what was the point of moving Wagner? Why did he did he ever say anything about why he left? Why he was on his three plus one for this year. Uh actually for last year, sorry, he had to tag him. And he said if he could go get a pick for him, he would he would move him and I sent him you know, the first round pick and right, right. You know, at least he got a first for one guy, but like again, that's the wrong guy to move because I think that totally exposed all the holes in his defense. And we kind of talked about this on the lost files, where if you don't have a good D line, which he does not, and now you don't have good linebackers, which he does not, is what his linebacking core is pretty weak. 
Wagner being there makes up a lot because you can just have those D linemen eat up blockers. And if you're going to use your D tackle the way Cat does, he, teams are going to double you because they have to. And Wagner's just free to roam and lead the league in tackles the way he has been, right? And then you have Jamal there. Jamal, he re-rolled them on accident, which, don't get me started with that. That's just beyond boneheaded. Um, so now you have your best player is back at safety. And if he has to step up and make every tackle, you're giving up five yards a pop, right? Because Jamal's not going to be on the line of scrimmage very often. Right, he's going to be back there, and if you do move him up and show blitz, teams are just going to run away from him. Wagner being in the middle and those bums eating up blocks, it helps you. It's beneficial. That's why the defense was playing well. His cornerbacks aren't bad. The secondary is not really the problem. It's that front seven is pitiful now that Wagner's gone, and I think he's really feeling that this year. Hmm. Sir. All right, what hot takes do you guys have? My yeah. my hot take, and it's it's gonna hurt. And we kind of talked about this too on the Lost Files, but I, I don't think that Ikem is the GM we all thought he was. And oh, I'm pretty sure that I said that. I'm I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, well, you did. Ahead. You all right? I love that Toff does this. He says I don't want to cut you off as he cuts you off. I stopped. Go ahead. <laughs> Icom is good at drafting, and I know you talked about it the past the, the past week when you know obviously it wasn't released because we did we did have similar discussion to this of why he's good at drafting, right? Because he he picks early, but there's been moves that could be made for this roster, and he has failed to do that. He he has missed the boat severely. <clears throat> Pat, can you tell me how many catches Adam Thielen has on the year? Because I'm pretty sure it was one last time we checked. So he in the draft he he was gifted Jefferson. Right, the, the Vikings picked them, so he he got Jefferson. He's yeah. picked uh, Arnaud. Thielen has four catches for thirty six yards. Thank you, Morant. Morant was a good pick this year, twenty one year old <laughs> slot receiver. Right, so you have three good wide receivers that are all eighty overall or higher, and they're under the age of twenty four. Adam Thielen should have been gone from this team year one. After that first season, when you had the first pick, Thielen should have been gone. And I understand that you want to have the receiver there for the quarterback when the quarterback gets there. But now, I've asked for Adam Thielen every single offseason. And I get told, no, I need him. He's a safety blanket. He's good. Da-da-da-da. You have your reasons. He has, what, four catches, 30 yards? Yep. Yes. I would have gave him a second-round pick for this guy in the offseason. I was desperate to upgrade at wide receiver. And Thielen could still squeak out a little bit of talent and play. Thielen's still on the team. It's pitiful. There's guys here that can be moved. You're not winning with them. They are aging players. Go retool and get younger talent in here. Thielen is the... Fullback has almost the same amount of yards. That's pitiful. Uh, Anthony Barr should have been gone. You would have fetched something for Barr. Now he's 30 and he's starting to regress and teams are not going to be as interested. You're not winning with the guys. If you're winning with guys on your team and you're winning two games that year and they're not pivotal pieces they're not super young they should be available if someone hits you up for a guy like michael pierce and i get it he's a 91 overall 
He's 29. He's about to be 30. How much is a D-tackle really winning you games? You think he won those two games this year because of his D-tackle? Probably not. This is a guy that should get moved. Like, I'd put this guy in the block. Now his contract's up this year, and what is he going to do? Tag and trade? Or he's got to keep him. This guy should have got moved last year. Kendricks, the same situation. I get it. He's a great linebacker. You're not winning with him. Someone someone will give up. He's going to be 31. You keep Kendricks, though, because that's the same situation we're talking about with Cad. Kendricks is the leading team in tackles. But here's my point. He's going to be 31. Cad just went to the NFC Championship game. Ikem just picked first in the draft again, or second in the draft again. That's true, that's true. Kendricks is a guy that someone will, I'd give a first round pick for Kendricks too, and I would have been more happy to have Kendricks than Barr, because he's, I mean, than than Wagner, because he's a little bit younger. So at least you may get a little more. Now, Kendricks going into next year is entering the final year of his contract. So what happens? You have two options. You're going to re-sign a 30, at the time, he'll be 32-year-old middle linebacker who's regressing, or you're going to let him walk and get nothing for him. Why would you not trade this guy this offseason or last offseason and go get something for him? I just it's just moves like this that aren't made. He's he's holding on to guys way too long, I think, and I think it's biting him in the ass. Again, now if he moves these guys, is he still gonna be in the same position? Yeah, but at least he'll have younger players. He can dev more players, more guys will be getting XP, and he's not paying them a ton. Maybe you can go hit a couple of big younger guys in free agency that will be on your team for the long haul. I just think that uh, trying to get as many picks as possible is a great idea, and it's nice that you can enjoy draft day, and that's kind of like your your Super Bowl. He always says that that's his Super Bowl. I get it. I listen. That's great. You're a great drafter. I'm I'm glad that you enjoy that. Not he he is a good drafter, but there's moves to be made, and eventually you can't just keep like. I'm very and obviously I take it to the extreme, but I am very against eating all of your picks every single year and not moving any of them. There comes times where there's good young players put on that trade block that are clearly an upgrade and you can have them for the long haul that it's okay to go send a couple of picks out and go bring in some young talent that you don't have to develop. You're not going to develop these guys and they're never going to hit their full potential when you're winning two to four games a year. And if you're doing that with the 90 overall guys, like your rookies are never going to get better. They're not. They're going to cap it like 80 overall, 85 overall at the most. And you're never going to have any of these guys in the 90s. That's not 100% true. But the tough part is, is it, he's a good drafter, but he doesn't win games. No, he, I, I have to say he is, but he does things wrong afterwards. So he has Luke Morant. 80 overall. There's another wide receiver at 82 overall that he drafted the year before. So he has two very good 21, 22-year-old receivers. The Thielen thing we already talked about, him keeping there, if he is capable of drafting these guys and getting them quickly to the 80s, or they're coming that high, why is he having... He should get another first for Thielen when he could have. He's bringing another guy. And, Possibly, yeah, he could have. And... It's just, it's one or two ways. You're going to be a good drafter, and you're somehow going to start winning games, so it benefits you more. Or stop giving a shit about drafting and try to go buy everyone you can and see if that helps you win. But, like, you have to commit to one other way. You can't be paying someone nothing and drafting young to and build a good team and trying to mix and match it. It has to be one or the other. You just can't be doing both at the same time. Yes and no. It, see, when I look at guys who are good drafters, I look at guys who are picking in the middle to the late rounds of the draft, in any round of the draft, when it comes to 
when it comes to top tier drafters, I'm looking at Aston. I'm looking at sometimes myself. I'm looking at Moji. I'm looking at Adele or Weed Seed, guys who are playoff teams who draft and find guys. It is easy to draft guys when you are constantly in the top three of a losing record. It is very hard to miss on picks when the game damn near tells you who's the early guy to pick. Middle guy, middle round. He's not a good drafter and is not a good developer of his teams. He's just these guys in here who will go to another team and would kill. Jefferson on any other team would have been SS by now. Easily. With the whatever ability, right? But he has him here. He's still a star. He's not going to develop. He won't ever see the light of day. The Overton guy was a very good quarterback. Another team would be leading the league, uh, not leading the league, excuse me, but will be rookie of the year and possibly looking at getting star dev to SS dev, right? But it's not going to happen now. and It's never going to happen. It's, it's just plain. It's easy to be a good drafter when you're always picking in the top three. When you're picking one, when you're picking two. You can't miss. Show me a pick. Show me a draft where he's picked in the fourth or the fifth round and he's pulled out some diamonds. No. I, I'd have to go back and look. I'm sure it's happened. He's definitely found some hidden dev guys late, and maybe not this cycle, but in cycles past. He's definitely, it's happened. Uh, I know I'm beefing with I just right can't now. believe you left me off the list of great drafters. You're Whatever. not. How are you a great drafter? <laughs> Pat, I love you, but you're not a good drafter, bro. Dan Archer, third round. Say <laughs> Scott, starting cornerback, fourth round. Archer is a terrible pick, but you're a good user, so you made up for it. How is he a horrible pick? He's the strongest arm even anywhere near that fucking draft, and that's all that fucking matters if you want to be able to throw the football. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't get the best guy and didn't fucking give up what you did not get Spencer the best did. Guy. He's better than he's everyone right else there. in that draft. He's the, the best quarterback that in that draft. The same draft hey, that he's better, he's than, killings. better than killings. Oh my god! Who has a Super Bowl? That's Who not. That doesn't mean he's better. <laughs> he got me, bro. He got me. He got me. Well, I'm arguing with you. On I this. can't this listen to Pat cool. anymore about Archer. <laughs> Dan <laughs> Archer. Dan Archer is the Joe Flacco, and I know Ramesu and Rocker would be very upset about this. He is the Joe Flacco of red zone. He's not he's good. A- he had one good stretch. He didn't turn the ball over for them. And he, yes, you won. It's not going to happen again. He's having a season now that's 10 times better than when he won a Super Bowl. He's, so fucking Trent he's, he's still Trent not Dilfer, good. Bro. He's the Drew Bledsoe. He's the, the Tony Testaverde of the fucking quarterbacks, man. It's, it's Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde. And Vinny didn't win anything. Well, Sam Darnold's QB rating is 106, and Dan Archer is 115, so we'll just say who's better. It's Dan Archer. You're such an idiot. Sam Darnold has 25 touchdowns and 12 picks. Sam Darnold has 2,734 yards. What does Archer have? 2,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Right, so Sam's having a better year. No. Yes. I have 72% completion, and you are at 62, so... Someone's far better when it comes to. I also have. So, I also have eight more touchdowns and like a hundred less yards. You clown. That's fine. I get to the one yard line and I let my twenty rushing touchdowns go in. So it's fine. I don't God, care about you're the touchdowns. Such an idiot. I'm more efficient. I have more yards. What's your record? What's mine? Thank you. Darnold's having a better one, year. Two more games than me. That's All right. right. Thank yeah. you. I can't wait to play you in the playoffs. I'm gonna fucking mop you. Yeah, just like you did last year. That's right. It's gonna happen. Let's go. Let's move on. I have nothing else. Do we have anything else? Are we doing the meat lovers? Are we doing top segment? Does top have a segment? I don't know. No. 
There you go. I feel like we I had one last week, but it got lost. I'm not gonna go. What over was it? What was it last week? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, it was bullshit. It was good. It was good. No, it wasn't bullshit. My fucking segments aren't bullshit. Um, it was great. Bullshit right now. I think my meat lovers was on beat. To be honest, and that's when me and Pat went in on him being twelve and four. But I don't remember. Oh, right. So there you go. It was bullshit because it didn't happen. That means still happen. All right, we're running very long. Two hours, fifteen minutes. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh shit! No, I got nothing, bro. No, I'm good. I am good. Red Zone. We will see you soon. Hopefully, this track sees the light of day, unlike the last two. Yo, it is better, man. Your ass is fucking. Don't <laughs> worry. I recorded this entire thing on my computer, so no matter what, I have the full track. Yeah. Back to fucking Skype. Yeah. No, fuck. I hate Skype. It's so shitty. So shitty. But at least it works. Uh. Anyway, moving on is. I mean, I have nothing else. We're hitting that last stretch. Week 12 will be here. I believe the last game is in like two hours at like 2.30 in the morning, something crazy. Metal o'clock. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this last little stretch we have here, see who's going to make it in. Um, by the time we get back from Indy, it will probably be right before. Our next pod will probably be with the Redneck Rumble if we decide to bring them back. I, I'm still torn on that. Um Spencer and Andy, I love you. I, we kind of do that anyway. Um, yeah, let's feel aggressive this time. It's just like Andrew the first time didn't say anything. The second time he was like way over the top and ha- hammered off of a, a sip of Mike's hard lemonade. So I really don't know what's going on with him. We'll see. Maybe he'll find that like third time's the charm. He'll find that middle ground and uh, we'll be okay. But that's the story for next week. I'm excited for Indianapolis. I'll see some of you fuckers soon. Definitely, we will be listening to this whole episode on the drive there. Um, <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Oh, we are listening 100%. When I'm driving, this is what I'm putting on. You're what are you guys driving. doing? I might, I might take a trip. I'm only four hours away. Yeah, I wouldn't we'll, mind driving up there. We leave we'll, Friday morning at 6 a.m. We'll be there Friday around 6 p.m. And we're leaving Monday. Hmm, I'll think about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you. Red Zone, it's been real. Catch you guys soon. You want to have Coke? I'm so glad I didn't stop recording for that. I'll be here. I haven't stopped recording either. All right, perfect. All right. It's it. Red Zone. We'll see you later. Go Jets. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's more. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's more. Bells will ring, Give it to ya Fuck way for you to get it on your own Exco deliver to ya Knock knock Open up the door to spill If the not stop Pop out the stainless steel Go hard getting busy with it But I got such a good heart That I make a motherfucker wonder if you did it Damn right and I do it again Cause 